Ryan, we got to get this uh, elephant out of the room. Like what, right my hat? now. Your hat. Are you talking about, you talking yes. about this? Yes. You talking about this hat? Because uh, I knew at, <laughs> at approximately, let's see, what time yesterday? About 9, 10 p.m. Arizona time, which would have been 11, 10 p.m. Texas 11, time. Yeah, 11, 11 midnight. Yeah, that, time. that uh, when we started recording this show tonight, we were going to have to spend a little bit of time talking about your 2017 oh. World Series it. champions, oh. the Houston Colt 45s, <laughs> <laughs> their original name, the Colt 45s, the Houston Astros, of course, man, dude, Astros, I, I, so put it this way uh, my life has been revolved around a few things over the past few weeks and that has been um a few comic books uh the new snes classic console oh we'll get to that as well too Mm -hmm. we'll touch on that briefly and my dearly beloved uh houston astros who who beat the yankees in a seven game series and beat the red sox in the divisional series i mean do they just took down three division with red sox three storied franchises they took down one right after the other i mean you talk about franchises that have incredible history in major league baseball with the red sox the yankees and then the dodgers oh yeah man it was it was a year of come-ups and dude they after after winning the after winning the divisional we went. I was so excited. We went into the ALCS, and I watched every single game of the ALCS. Watched all seven of those games um, against the New York Yankees. And then uh, right after that, I wa- you know I watched every minute, every minute. You didn't watch any of the divisional series against the Red Sox. Well, some of those were afternoon games though too. Yeah, which, they were, they which were makes it tough when you're working. I, I hit uh, think like three of those games. I saw three of those games. Yeah, the divisional Um, series, those tend to be, they they mix those between afternoon and evening games. Yeah, yeah. It's the tradition of baseball. Did you know at one time that there was no such thing as night games in baseball? I don't I don't doubt it, man. Yeah, they, they didn't, didn't have exist bright and enough, I, man. Yeah, and I think it wasn't until um you know, we do have this amazing database of information to find this, but it wasn't I think until like <laughs> either late eighties or early nineties that Wrigley Field finally got lights for night games. Oh really? Yeah, because I mean they, yeah. it was just like where they, they play you know, day games. Yeah, man. So so you know it's it's funny because here in Arizona our Diamondbacks also made the playoffs this year oh, in stunning right, fashion. Dude. 88. 88. Uh, Diamondbacks made the playoffs this year, and we were you and I were kind of hoping for a Houston-Arizona World Series. That would have been super fun. Diamondbacks, that would have been pretty fun. It would have yeah. been, been very cool. Uh, Diamondbacks got the wild card, uh, beat the Rockies. Rockies and D-backs got the wild card spots one and two. Yeah. You have that yeah. ridiculous one-game playoff you know, whatever. Uh, D-backs have a crazy game where they, they beat the Rockies, big division rival, set to take on the Dodgers. And if you're a Diamondbacks fan, there are two teams you loathe. That is the Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants. And you can interchange those two, uh, you know, <laughs> booby teams any which way you want. Pretty easily. Pretty easily. And, you know, I had my eye on Houston in the American League. And, you know, when it comes to, you know, I'm a one-team guy. I don't have, like, this is my fi- this is my number one team and this is my number two team. I, I don't, you know, homie don't play that. I got one team. I got one team only. Yeah. Man. Though I do like to obviously keep tabs on other teams because I enjoy sports, right? 
And so, you know, I had my eye on Houston because, you know, you're, you're my, you're my friend, man. You love the Houston Astros. So I was like, dude, let, let's go Strohs, man. You know, let's, let's get a Strohs D-backs World Series. Well, the Strohs, you know, took care of the Red Sox pretty well, you know, yeah. had a great series against the Yankees, phenomenal series oh. against the Yankees. And so good. Those games oh, were so good. Phenomenal games. And, you know, I've, I fully expected because, you know, the Dodgers weren't real hot going into the playoffs this year. They did still finish with the league's best record, but yeah, the D-backs were white hot going in. And I, yeah. made the, I made a bold claim. I said D-backs in five. Ooh. Yeah, Dodgers in three. Get out your brooms. <laughs> this is called a sweep. Yeah, we, we, we got to swept under the rug, and then the rug got thrown away. I mean, As an Astros fan, I know how you feel. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah. So that hurt, you know, when it, when it happens to your big rival. So yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, dude, you know, I'm all in with the Strohs now, man. Uh, you know, Heck yeah. Going pulling for those strows the whole way, and boy, I'll tell you, man. You know, I'm obviously going to be biased. I think the 2001 World Series, where you know Arizona and New York, phenomenal World Series. I know that went down as an instant classic. I think this one between the Dodgers and the Strohs easily is up there when you talk about modern day World Series. You know, yeah. like happening within you know the past 30, 35 years. This was a great series of games yeah. and it was super fun to watch and you and i were texting each other and sending voice messages back and forth we, could, we couldn't text fast enough we had to start sending the voice memos that's right that's right and uh <laughs> for seven games i was proud to say i was a houston astros fan i'm not a bandwagon rider you won't see a little star okay. with an h on my head there will be no <laughs> astros world series gear here but for seven games i was like ryan they better beat these dodgers dude and make no mistake about it you you guys literally had every diamondbacks fan in arizona like <laughs> swinging for the fences with you guys. I mean, it was it was pretty fun to watch here. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't imagine what it was like for you, dude. I, I uh, you know, it was just. I mean, it was here. It was home, you know, and and everything that you know. We've talked a little bit about Houston uh, in our show, and we wanted to, you know, the the, the Harvey and then the disaster of every other hurricane that happened in this season that uh, hit Puerto Rico and. And the disaster that's still happening there, uh, and the and the reconstruction that's still happening for for those uh, citizens, the the things that are happening with Florida, we it was just for Houston and for its players who are from Cuba and Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. you had a lot of players like ready to have a great year. <laughs> like these are players who have been hit hard in their homes, you know, both Houston and in Puerto Rico and in Cuba. And uh, they were ready for a win. And I think it had just totally shined through. And uh, I tell you almost, and I was, I was kind of joking. I was like, man, every game in this seven series uh, in this seven series game, was amazing except for the seventh game <laughs> the seventh yeah, game the seventh was, game was the kind of the lowest games of baseball i've watched in a long time it, it started well. so fast and of course the strohs you know if, if uh you weren't watching baseball that's okay i know we had in fact uh not only do i know we had a few diamondbacks on our side and you and john you john there um but we also had a a, a lot of cubs fans um texting me and saying you know hey we're 
we're ready to go. I know a friend of the show, Ronnie, was texting me back and forth as we were watching the game. So in between texting you, I was texting Ronnie as well. And we were just uh, just cheering on, cheering on the Strohs and, and hoping that we'd see a great win this year. And, dude, seventh game, the final out, ground over to Altuve, throw over to first Guriel, just just i was i i'm not going to be a you know a tough guy but there was there was a, a lump in the throat when, oh uh, dude there should have been the, man uh, <laughs> when i saw that final out and i saw those guys just run onto the field and uh man it was so good it's just uh, i could probably I, mean, I, I don't want to do a baseball show here but dude it was just such a good year <laughs> So good. Well, you know, I'm a I'm a huge fan of, you know, when teams, you know, have struggled and they they finally are able to break through, you know, the, the Astros are a 56 year franchise. Yeah. Uh, haven't always been called the Astros. They legitimately, as you know, they were legitimately called the Houston Colt 45s for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then know, they were called the Disastros probably for the last <laughs> Well, you know, they, well, and when they were in the national league, uh, playing in the old, uh, NL central, you know, the same division as the Cubs and the Cardinals, the pirates, the reds, and with the Cardinals really kind of dominating that division for so long. I mean, it was just, you know, Oh, year after year. Oh my goodness. Right. Uh, D backs had, you know, in their uh, couple of early 2000 playoff runs, they went up against the Cardinals a couple of times and, and never, never easy uh, to be the St. Louis Cardinals in the regular season or yeah. in the postseason for crying out yeah. loud. And so, you know, when they were in the national league in 05 and they went to the world series, uh, you know, they had the unfortunate uh, task of taking on the white hot, no pun intended, white hot Chicago White Sox, who had the third longest uh, World Series drought in Major League Baseball history behind the Red Sox and the Cubs. Yeah, the Red yeah, Sox yeah, yeah. had just won it the year before, breaking their curse. And now here are the White Sox, and you're kind of like, mm, I think the White Sox may win this World Series. And, you know, out came the brooms and, you know, Dude, Houston, just happy to be here, you know, <laughs> yeah, four game sweep. And we're waving right. the entire time. Hey, everybody. Hey, we're on the us? field today. Yeah. And that's what's, you know, right when and it was that was right after that was right at the what I would call one of the peaks of Houston baseball was those two thousand from 2000 to 2004 and 2005. You had the killer bees. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Oswald on the mound. You had, you know, you had like a core player. You had a core group that we thought, that we, I mean, hey, we went to the World Series. So I'm not going to say that it was a crappy team and we didn't do anything great. No, you won the National we, League Championship. That's not easy, we, man. Yeah, we won the National League Championship. We moved on to the World Series. Um, or Houston did. I, I, You know, you say we a lot. No, and I'm say not, we, my, No. If, my butt's not on the field. Yeah, you know but you know mean? what? For me, I have poured so much money into the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> and the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's we, damn it. Okay, it's we. You've gotten enough of my money that I can now include myself in there. So so it is a we. Yeah. I've been to, I've been to Minute Made more times than I remember. So it's a we, dude. It's that. a we. Me and my buddies used to get the uh six dollar nosebleed seats on like Thursday afternoons. Heck and yeah, we'd do, go on dollar hot dog day and we'd all try to eat a hot dog an inning. And I tell you, right around inning sick, you're Blah. inning six, you're feeling a little sick. <laughs> yeah. Never made it past seven. Ooh, Only once. That's a lot of dogs, man. It was not good. It was Ooh. not a good day. <laughs> Were you fully loading those dogs too? Relish, onion, 
No, 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 no. Not on, not on dollar hot dog day. It was like, if we're doing a competition, it was competition style. Oh, so you were, no, you weren't dressing them up, huh? They were just making dogs. Yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, dude, it was tough. Bland hot dogs. (laughs) Bland and lukewarm hot dogs. Yeah, the D-backs do a dollar (laughs) hot dog thing. And those aren't the, uh, the finer dogs either. Those (laughs) Those aren't the kosher beef. (laughs) No, no. The the Hebrew Frank, what is it called? The uh, Hebrew National. Hebrew National yeah, Franks, they, yeah. it's not those. And I think every ballpark has that. You know, I mean, the, the D-backs have what's called yeah. the D-back dog, which is like, you know, the premium dog. It's like this yeah, big sure. hot dog. It's super juicy. It's delicious. Then they just have like hot dog. Just HD. Yeah. It's just HD. Just says chicken lips and pork snouts. <laughs> it's a buck though. Yeah, so it's what a are dollar. you going to do about it? Yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, but uh, well, thank you for celebrating with me. Uh, I know uh, Ronnie celebrated with me as well the other night. Um, it was good to have uh, it was good to have some fans and and cheer along some friends. And um, what a what a good year we'll see about next year. But uh, oh, who cares about next year, man? Not even concerned. No, nope, no, nope, don't even think about we it. We have yeah. it. We have yep. it's. It, we have it. It's done. Never be taken away from you, man. Never be taken away from you. Never, never, never. You know, it's really funny. The, you know, Just like the Cubbies last year, yep. never taken away from Nope. Them. It'll never be taken away. You know, it, yeah, a couple dude. days ago, I interacted with a with a Yankees fan and it yeah. was uh, just as the start of the ALCS. And, uh, you know, I was like, I said, man, I said, you know, I said Astros Yankees man. I said, it's gonna be a good series. And he's like, you know, he was kind of like your typical <sighs> Yankees fan, right? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, you know. And he's just kind of brushing it off, and and he goes, uh, well, he goes, you from New York? And I'm like, no. I said, dude, I'm not from New York. I'm from Arizona. I said, I'm a Diamondbacks fan. And he goes, ugh, Diamondbacks. I'm like. 2001 World Series, and he goes, yeah, he goes, you guys broke America's heart. You know, we had the World Trade Center goes collapsing, and then here you guys come waltzing in, taking a World Series away from us. And I said, yeah, and I said, we're never, ever giving it back. <laughs> Wait, he blamed... <laughs> hang on. Oh, yeah. Like, because because, right, hang on. because of September 11th, because of September 11th, <laughs> the Arizona Diamondbacks should not have won the World Series. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, because all that happened in 2001, right? You guys took it from us. Well, because clearly you weren't affected. So no, no, it, yeah. it, yeah, it just you know it happened in New York. It didn't happen to the United States. It just happened to New York. So yeah, I wasn't oh affected. By it. Oh yeah, well, dude, yeah, you, yeah like he, this guy was like 16 years still bitter. 16 years still bitter. <laughs> it took it away from us. <laughs> you took it away from us. You, you know, you broke America's heart. And I'm like, nah, I don't took, think we did. You took it away. Hey, I, you know, I, I really could have kept going, but I was like, yeah, you know what, whatever. But I was like, you right. know, no one told Jeter to play shallow with the National League home run hitter up to bat. So I don't know. Maybe you should talk to Jeter. I mean, would you guys yeah, think Luis to- Gonzalez was going to bunt <laughs> <laughs> with a runner on third? He was the National League home run leader with 57 dingers. That man's swinging. <laughs> He ain't button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever, dude. But yeah, man, I'm so excited for you, dude. Wear that World Series gear with pride. They'll dude, never take it away it, from you. And even if, so good. you know, the, the, the Strohs never go back again, which nah. I think they're going to be a contender for a while. That's a young team. They're yeah. playing really good baseball. It's hard to go to back-to-back World Series, but... 
you know, they're, they're not going to be a team that is easily forgotten uh, in the next three or four years. Uh, so, yeah, man, enjoy well, the run. It took three years to build this team. Like, it took more. Well, it took a little bit longer than that, maybe. I mean, 2014. Oh, dude, three of straight course, years big, of losing like, 100 games, man. They were just yeah. getting, like, paddled for, like, oh, three yeah, seasons man. in a row. This team has been building for the past, I'd say for the past five years, this team has been building. I, to be honest with you, you know, I'm not the kind of baseball fan, and there may be some baseball fans that call me a bandwagon, whatever. I do not watch every single game in well, the season. You can't. It's a hundred. <laughs> you know, dude. I'm a I am a Diamondbacks baseball fan through yeah. and through. That's 162 games. That's you, a lot of games. You gotta man. live your life, brother. You just There's you only know. so much time in the year. Yeah, you know. <laughs> there. I mean, unless so, yeah. you were just like so set with cash and you don't have to work and you don't have to yeah go and move and breathe amongst the living world and be active in time and space, then yeah, just, I guess you could watch all 162 games. <laughs> covered in peanut dust and oh, beer bottles and, and hey it, it, you know as much as i tv for baseball season well and as much <laughs> as i love baseball let's let's be honest even when your team is doing really well like our two teams were this year yeah uh, nothing sucks more than mid-august baseball okay no matter how <laughs> good you are through, yeah. slugging through just the mid-season you're at like game 90 <laughs> 93 you know? Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Here we go. One more. Yeah. Yeah. Here so, we go. dude, Where it happens. Doing? Yeah. No, dude. You're, you're not a bandwagon fan because you're not watching all 162 anyway. games. It's, that's impossible. Yeah. That's impossible. Yeah. But no, man. But, it, 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 as long as I've known you, you, you and I have known each other for a long time. Yeah, man. Uh, I, you've always been an Astros fan. So, you know, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I mean, once, uh, once the, when the Astros stopped playing baseball in 2006, um, and, and didn't pick up the baseball again until recently, <laughs> you know, I kept my eye on Texas teams, you know, watched the Rangers a little bit, saw some good baseball there for a while. And no, oh, talk um, about just happy to be here when it comes well, to the world series two in a yeah. row. What's up yeah, fellas? Still, <laughs> I mean, Hey, they're making it. They made it to the world series, right? That's a, that's a heck of a thing to do. Eight but, easiest um, games. The St. Louis Cardinals have ever had in world series, man. It was those two they had oh, yeah. against the, the Rangers, man. Or no, it was the Tigers and the Rangers. They swept the Tigers yeah. and then they swept the Rangers. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, it's good to be the first. It's no, good am to I have, wrong, uh, dude? it's good to have that first Texas title. And the Rangers are playing second fiddle to that. And I'm okay with that. Well, dude, I think I've got my history wrong. The Rangers did not go to the World Series, did they? I know they haven't won one, so that's all I know. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. I, uh, I think they've been to them, but I don't think recently. You know, here, before we move on with some comic book stuff, uh, you know, it's it's very funny that the, the, uh, the Astros move to the American League actually involved the Arizona Diamondbacks. Because yeah. when the... Uh, Major League Baseball was like, because the, 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 for those who don't watch baseball, the leagues were uneven. You had uh, 16 teams, uh, or excuse me, 17 teams on one side, and I think what, what, no, you had 16, 15, something like that. It was uneven. Yeah, it was uneven. It was uneven. And there was, the National League had more teams. And so <clears throat> baseball wanted to realign because it makes the schedule easier because you had the, you had this uneven schedule where you would have like some series would only be like two games long as opposed to three or four. It was like, what, you know, you could be like, you know, the, the I don't know, pick a team. You'd be the San Diego Padres flying right. cross country to play the New York Mets on the road for two games and then flying back home. 
right yeah, you're just kind of like what well, yeah well what we just flew cross country to play two games so <laughs> yeah. uh baseball wanted to to do some realignment and it came down to two teams it came down to arizona and it came down to houston and one of arizona's biggest requests when they petitioned baseball back in 95 or excuse me 96 for a baseball team is like, we want to go in as the national league because we feel we'll have a natural rivalry with the Los Angeles Dodgers, with the San Francisco yeah, giants, yeah, things yeah. like that. And so they, they, they were playing that card when this came up and baseball was kind of like, yeah, well, but you know, you guys kind of came in with this caveat that if there was realignment, you would be potentially one of the first teams, right. You right. know, considered. And I know a lot of us here, I, I'm a national league guy. I prefer national league baseball. I like pitching. I like small ball. I like a big whopping dinger every once in a while, but dude, I like making runs, not blasting runs. That's just right. the kind of baseball that I like. And that's how Houston beat Los Angeles last night was small ball. Amen. Can was small ball. That's how you beat. Trust me. I see those guys 19 times a season. That's how you beat the Dodgers is with small ball, especially yeah. in these big national league parks, right? That are yeah, just are, base runs. And yeah, man. And so what it, what eventually came down to is the diamondbacks basically had to play the world series card. They said, okay, well, we've both been to the world series. Do you really want to move a team that was a national league pennant winner and a world series champion? in your league to the opposing league, or do you want to send the team that went and didn't win? And then yeah. Houston ended up now you can't even make that argument. And I'll tell you, man, I think it benefited Houston big time because Minute Maid Park is a little bit of a smaller park. It's an exciting park to watch baseball in. Yeah. And they fit the American League style much better. And it, it definitely benefited them, man. I think had they stayed in the National League, it could have been a little bit of a harder road just because that be. central division was so tough. And moving to the American League Obviously, it paid off, man. American League champions and World Series champions. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to complain about that move now. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. But uh, yeah, I, I watching that game last night. You know, they played in the Dodgers. So they won in the... I'd say um, they still won in a National League game. And that's what I like about it. They didn't win yep. in an American League game. They won in a National League game. Because if you don't watch enough baseball, that's cool. No problem. You'll learn about it on Reasonable Fanboys, a, po a comic book co podcast. That's right. We'll so, teach you a little baseball here. <laughs> so with the American League and National League, one of the biggest differences between the two is a designated hitter, uh, which means that the pitcher does not have to hit in an American League game or American League teams. Now, what's funny about this is that when they do inter interleague play, and when the world and when series comes up like the world series for instance um whatever field uh the team is playing on they abide by those particular rule sets so for instance when they played at home we had a guy named gaddis up at bat um who by the way has chased his dreams for years and years and years he's not a young buck by any stretch of the imagination i saw a picture come up of him i think it was today of showing his just not too long ago, a uh, janitor ID that he worked a job as a janitor for oh, a little while, wow. like trying to chase his baseball dream. And he, and here he is. So, <laughs> Hey, very cool, whatever man. it takes. Right. Um, anyway, so, uh, while they were there, they have a guy named Gaddis who, who plays as a designated hitter. who every time the pitcher would come up in the lineup to hit, he would walk on and, and actually hit for him. Uh, that way the pitcher doesn't have to hit, uh, and kind of extend themselves or whatever it is. So, uh, last night, when uh or i guess the other night when we played houston played dodgers we went to dodger stadium we had to win that game away they had to abide by national park rules 
and it was actually Charlie Morton, who was the pitcher for one of the reliever pitchers for the Astros, who got one of the final runs in for the Astros. Yeah. Um, he, he actually hit the catcher in, who was Brian McCann, who's, I think he's uh, 40-something. Um, and a lot, of, 40. a lot of lead in that caboose back there as well, too. <laughs> Boy, he's, he is not quick he's on the bases. Not, <laughs> <laughs> he's got to hit it far. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we were watching it last night, and, and he uh, there was a, a batter up right before, uh, right before Morton hit it, and he gets up there, and he... He he goes to hit and uh, you, we watched McCann like go around the base and we're like any other runner would have made it from second to home on that throw and he and McCann's like nah I get to third don't push me don't push it get get to third <laughs> and he better have a Miller Light waiting for him when he gets there oh no kidding <laughs> Lone Star he's, or something yeah right? he's gonna need a he's gonna need to rinse it out once he gets to be a little cotton mouth that's a long that's a <laughs> <laughs> need a ref- need something refreshing. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so uh, but they played. Morton played uh, well. He, I mean, they the, all the all the pitchers had to bat last night, and I tell you, Morton uh, still did some good work. And they can play that way. You know, they don't have to depend on this designated hitter like the American League. You know, rules kind of go mm-hmm. with. But um, but anyway, such a such a treat, man. Such a good you know game set. In fact, what's funny. Um, so my wife has not seen me in this way because before when we met the Astros were swept by the White Sox. That's the year the Lauren and I met. So when we started dating, we started dating in December of 2005. So we, so the baseball was already over. So for the last 12 years, she has never seen me get crazy about baseball. She knows I like baseball, Mm -hmm. but for the last, what two or two and a half weeks i've been you know we go to trivia and i'm over at the other side of the room watching baseball and <laughs> she's like are you going to come over and join us i'm like not tonight yeah watching baseball yelling at the television small ball what are you doing <laughs> she's coming out of the bedroom what's going on out here i'm like it's baseball man like, sounds like it's a racket and your so, wife talks like that too, by the way. She totally does. Yeah. <laughs> what is this commotion but today? So after you, after we put it on the schedule for tonight that we were going to record our show, I got a uh, another calendar event that I looked at and I was like, oh, it's from my wife. And she goes, spend time with me <laughs> with a final like, look. It's been baseball, and then the moment baseball's over, you're t- you're recording a show. It's all great, but I'm putting us on the calendar. We're gonna ha- we're gonna go on a date. <laughs> we're gonna talk to each other without having baseball <laughs> on the sideline. I was like, fair enough. <laughs> you should wear your Astros hat when you go out. It does. It, this doesn't come off. I yeah, sleep in this. stuck on your head. <laughs> all right, man. I'm sleeping in this thing. Let, let's move on. Good baseball yeah, stuff buddy. this week in baseball. Uh, yeah. Hey, real quick, dude. You did get your Super Nintendo entertainment system miniature dude so i went SNE, on, I, I, I botched that sn is it is it this snes mini super nintendo the, entertainment system yeah but is it but it, what's nintendo calling because i've got one too i just didn't you know but is it it's snes classic, classic edition classic, classic edition, edition classic yeah. edition so it's not the mini per se but everybody calls it the snes mini yeah because it fits like in the palm of your hand super small <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super ridiculous. cute man i didn't expect it to be that small i really didn't i was like man this thing's gonna be kind of not huge, but it's going to be a little larger. No, it. Yeah, it's right tiny. in your hand. Yeah, super tiny. Yeah, dude, dude I've been having a blast with that thing. Well, in me? you know, I got mine on launch day because uh, yeah. I just happened to saunter up to a Target and 
guy, guy hands me a ticket at you know seven forty in the morning. Here you go, you're number thirty nine out of fifty. I'm like, all right, cool. I guess it looks like I'm getting a Super Nintendo. Yeah, no big deal. Just no big, no big stuff. deal. Yeah, yep, yep. That's how <laughs> I do it. Getting a, That's big, big dog getting big dog gets the bones. <laughs> Just what I do. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I mean, I was I able to the same thing. So you yeah. went on launch day. I didn't have the yeah. chance to go on launch day. I, in fact, I think I've been more mad at Nintendo. You were a little, sa- yeah, you were a little sour because you, I mean, Super you went, salty. well, let's give the reasonables a little bit of back history here. I mean, you, you really wanted the S or the, excuse me, the NES classic, which well, yeah, I also I got on launch day. Yeah. <laughs> I was able yeah. to get both of them. On. I was, uh, you know, I went to a target, not going to rehash the story. Go listen to saucy riffs. And you get oh the story. yeah. That's a good story on saucy. Uh, dude. Yeah. That was a good um, one. you know, went to target on launch day for the NES classic last year. Uh, yeah, you know, I, the target that I went to only got, I think like 12 and yeah, there yeah. was something like 30 people in line. So, you know, I was like number, I think 15. So I was out. Yeah. And but I was able to secure one later that d- that day when Amazon went live at three right, o'clock right, right. Yeah. Uh, p.m. Pacific time, and I literally got in and bought that NES Classic. And and this is no exaggeration whatsoever. I got that that console Ryan about fifteen seconds before their website crashed. And so I, I mean, it. yeah, I just was like, Whoa, just like you know the Millennium Falcon flying out of the Death Star at the last minute. I mean, it was just <laughs> yeah, like boom, sure. right? Yeah. And so yeah, I was able to get them both on launch day. You were pretty sour, uh, and rightfully so. And and you know, this isn't a Nintendo podcast, but it kind of plays into some of the pop culture that we talk about. You yeah. really wanted, you know, an NES for a long time, and yeah. I know that, you know, I was trying to chase one down for you. You were chasing them down. Uh, you know, cuz I, I was jumping like, "Hey, oh, hey, if I come across one, you know, I was going to let you know with you know, send you a text, say, "Hey, I I found one." Well, Lo and behold, I found one one day right, yeah. at the same target that I went to initially. And you and I are having this little back and forth. I'm like, dude, I'm standing here staring at one. Do you want me to get it for you? 60 bucks. Yeah. I said, dude, you, we'll, we'll figure out the money later. That's not a, that's not a thing. Do you want sure, me to yeah. get it for you right now? And you're like, mm, hmm. And you're kind of he and and hawing. I'm, and I'm like, Ryan, I need to leave this store. Am I buying this? <laughs> it's on like, you. I love you, brother, but I, I really need to leave this store. Um, I'm done with Target. <laughs> yes. Do you want me to buy this NES for you? And I said, well, we'll figure out the, the details from yeah, there. there. And yeah. you're like, no, no. And I said, okay. And I get, uh, and I went really slow because I, I was expecting another text. And so I went up to the front register. I can't remember what I was there getting that day. No, yeah. I went up to the front register. I paid. I'm taking my time getting to the car. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, he's not. And I'm like, I am in my car. And at this point I'm thinking, well, do I go back and get one? Cause I could flip it. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not that guy. I wanted to go to someone who's actually going to take it out of the box, yeah. throw the box away and actually play the damn thing and not right, try to, you yeah. know, flip it. Because that's that's what you and I are. We're gamers. We actually yeah, play man. the games that we buy and the consoles that we buy. Yeah. We actually use them. And so I'm in the car and I'm driving and I'm about ten minutes away and here comes that text. Um, you think I'm like Ryan? I've left, brother. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm already like <laughs> about two minutes from walking to my door and you're like, okay. And so you you didn't get one though. No, I think I, didn't get one. I think you will. And I, you know, and I was you know to be fair, it's not the fact that I'm I'm pissed about that. I'm not. I'm not upset about the fact that my buddy John saw one and then offered to get it for me, and then I just decided I was whatever in and didn't get back to it. You know, whatever happened happened, and and that was it. I think when I started to get super sour 
when I, it was before that. It was right before that. Um, well, they know it must have been like right around that same time. Because after the whole NES thing, I was still a little upset, and I ran the I ran the numbers on how many consoles they would have released versus like the population of America (laughs) versus like how many people would, and it was like just a million or so. Like it was just a couple of million consoles. Like it was like ended up being a percent of the 1% of what you could safely assume was a population that would want this console. Got it. Well, and I think Nintendo said something like 2.4 million were, were shipped. Yeah, 2.4 million. So then and, and, they, and they've all so. sold. I mean, you're not going to walk into a Toys R Us right now and see oh, one. No, you'll never find Unless it. they just happened to either someone either returned it or, yeah. you know, Cletus found one sitting on a pallet somewhere in the oh, back. Here's it was that like missing well, one. Well, I don't know what incarnation this is, but we best get it out there. I mean, th- that could happen, right? Yeah. You know, you never know. But yeah, but I, I mean, what really threw me into the, what, what threw me into the big salt bucket of like, this whole like idea was I went to go play Super Mario World on a 3DS, which you could download from their store and you can download to a 3DS. And that's sincerely or, or my, allegedly my a 2DS. Like, you know, I'll show you mine. Yeah, There's like mine. One, yeah. Right. Yeah. Allegedly, you could do it to the 2DS as well, too. So I have a second generation 3DS and it's a big one. It's one of the larger XL 3DS XL and very nice. I've had it for a long time and played games on it and watched Netflix on it. And I do every, whatever. Oh, you've watched cool. Netflix on your, on your three DS. Yeah. It looks like crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> three. I, mean, I think it's like three sixty or something. Oh, <laughs> it's just garbage. This is a uh, so anyhow, blurry. anyhow, so, uh, got the, get, so I, I go to the, I go to the download, I go to get it and it's like, nah, bruh, nope. you need, you need the third generation to play this game that was released in 1991. I experienced the same thing, right? Because remember when I bought my 2DS, I was like, dude, I'm playing Donkey Kong Country. I'm yeah. playing Super Mario World. Yeah. And you're in... Nope. You nope. Won't. No, I'm, I'm not. And so, yeah. Okay. Perfect. So I'm... I'm Despite yeah, having so handheld that, hardware that yeah. was more powerful than the original unbelievable yeah like there's the no way you can sell me <laughs> you can't sell me on the fact that that game runs so hot <laughs> on, on that, 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 that a nintendo 2ds or 3ds <laughs> xl cannot run it again Whoa. despite the fact that that hardware is infinitely more powerful than the original 16-bit super nintendo hardware far and above if you don't believe this reasonable is go look it up a nintendo yeah. 2ds is a more powerful console oh, yeah. than the original Super Nintendo. So at that point, I think it was around that time, I just, I put my 3DS in its bag, put it in a, <laughs> I just put it up. Like, I was just like, just that's tossed it. it in the river. I'm so, I'm so mad. I'm unreasonably mad over video games. So I well, put it up. Well, because you and I, dude, I mean, we're like the side of two coins. Because for me, my favorite platformer on the Super NES was Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, for man. you is Super Mario World, and, sure. and those those are known as two of the. A lot. Some people go to Donkey Kong Country too. Yeah, whatever. Donkey Kong Country was better, but I mean, those were like two like mammoth platforms that are fun yeah. and tough and super you know, hard. That they're, and Link to the Past. Yeah, and, and Link to the Past, right? Yeah, so. Which is my favorite Zelda game of all time. So I've got, I've got salt in it. I'm just, I'm it. That's, I'm done. And then the NES thing happens and I'm done. And then we're not here to talk about Switch, but the release for the Switch happened. 
and I got done again. And it, I was like, was you know what? Easier to find now, but it was a little it's tough. super easy to find. Like, oh, it's super yeah. easy to go get now. You can you go can, pick them up at any store. Absolutely. You can walk into a Target, a Best Buy, yeah. a GameStop and say, I want a Switch. And you're going to get a Switch. It's you're really going to get not. one pretty quick. Yeah. And then Rex's story that he shared on, on Saucy about yeah. his Switch experience. Oh, boy, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Went so through the it ringer. was just a... Yeah, I was just ready to give up. And so the NES, the Super NES happened and that I was more excited about that than the NES console. Like I was that was the Super Nintendo console was the console I kind of, you know, cut my teeth on a little yeah, bit. Did I was you, Sega more than anything else, but Did you have an original Nintendo? No. I played a I mean, I had a friend who we almost I mean, it was like inseparable kind of thing. Like I was okay. a, I put a bunch of hours on that NES though. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, uh you know, I've got just a few more years on you. Uh, not not much, but you know, sure, man. About about a decade, and so yeah, the the NES. Uh, you know, I got when I was fourteen, so that would yeah. that would put it around nineteen eighty seven, right? Yeah, and so uh, the NES had a little bit more of an emotional tie to me than you, yeah. just because of the of the age that I was at yeah. uh, when it came out. And then when the 16-bit era hit, you know, I was more of a Sega guy. And I, I was Sega as well. Yeah, My parents, and, we ended up going Sega, and that was fine. Oh, that dude. Was a lot of fun. Gen- I mean, some of these Genesis flashback consoles are rubbish. I mean, they are yeah, man. awful. Kind of waiting so for bad. Sega to join in on this, like, uh, retro yeah, console thing, but I don't know great. if they got money in the bank to no. fund it. I don't even know if they <laughs> own the... I don't even, honestly, I don't even think they own the name Sega Genesis anymore. I don't think it belongs to them. Yeah, I think they sold every everything with that but yeah so for me the 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 big thing that pushed me to the super nes was donkey kong country and super mario all-stars which yeah. is the which is the remaster right of, of right, those right, right. mario games yeah um so yeah dude i mean it's I, I was so excited when you got yours a couple well you've had it what for about a week well i gave them so i gave it a chance so oh that's right yeah i'm sorry i could just the launch they had i was like I knew I wasn't going to go down and wait in a store line for that. So they, they said that they're, you know, they, and then they came out and I was like, here we go one more time, like short staff and everybody, like just giving everybody the short end of the stick and watching all these scalpers. The pre-order, the pre-orders was kind of a mess with with certain retailers, you know, like they were taking pre-orders and then canceling the pre-orders. And so that, that didn't go very smooth. And, you know, I listened to a couple of guys the other day talk about this, and they said that they were in line on launch day, and they never heard one conversation about how excited someone is to play the game. The only con these guys, and I can't remember exactly where these guys are from. I think they're in California. But the only conversations they heard around them was about how much they're, you know, how much these people are going to be making money off of this thing. And they're like, man, I'm so excited to flip this. I'm going to sell mine for 180. I'm going to sell mine for 200. I'm going to sell mine for 250, this and then the other thing. And they were that they never heard a conversation about how someone is excited to throw away the box and play Super Mario World or play um, Link to the Past or uh, any other of the Street games Fighter 2 Turbo, thing. Castlevania 4, Super Contra, yeah, Star Super Fox, Castlevania. Star Fox 2. Right, Mario Kart, like all this, all the classics, all the good stuff. They only heard people talk about scalping them. And so, um, when I there was one other launch online, I think it was like Think Geek or something like that. And I tell you, John, you and I, you were talking to me about it. You're like, you ready for this thing? I said, okay. So I I signed up for an account. I put my credit card in. Like I was, it was literally, I my mouse was on the buy button, and as soon as they hit the switch, I had to refresh and I clicked the button. And that screen froze up 
for the next 15 minutes and oh. gave me just error after error after error. And I, oh, and it was just so like watching Twitter. And of course, Twitter goes like 10 minutes later was like, yep, all done. Thanks guys. And I'm like, dead gummit. Right. <laughs> like, not again. So, and so stupid. And, and there, but what was nice is after that moment, their VP came out again and he goes, do not buy from scalpers. Yeah. Reggie, Phila, Reggie Phila me from Nintendo yeah, of Reggie. America. Yes. Trust us. Do not buy from scalpers. You will. We will have another launch. And sure to his word, a couple weeks ago, Friday, you know, there was rumor about Toys R Us getting it. So I was like, you know what? I'll huff down there in the morning. Got there. You know, you told me to get there. You're like, get there at like eight or so. So I got, I got in. I got over there about eight o'clock. And it was a real cold. That was when it was cold. The cold snap hit. And so we were all waiting in our trip. We were, everybody was in the parking lot waiting in their cars. <laughs> and I knew who I was behind. Yeah. So I got there and I counted like who I was behind. <laughs> so, and so it took just this one girl who just could not wait and got out there like an hour and a half. <sighs> 90, we were out there for eight till eight 30 and she just couldn't wait in her car in anymore. the cold. She's like, I gotta go stand we out there. Let her have it. It was like, we're walking up there and we're just, everybody's like getting out of the car and just like, seriously, we couldn't wait. Like you just like, you just couldn't like, we're all probably going to get one, but you can't just like chill like and hang out. We're all cool. No. <laughs> like, we all know well, we were, we're all here at the same time. We can trust each other. Yeah, we're all good anyway. So, uh, but sure enough, they had, I think it was like 30 something consoles. That's had. good. Yeah, that's good. That's a good amount, man. Better, so, better than the 12, the 10 or 12. Some stores are only getting five when they would get yeah. NES classic uh, reshipments. They were getting five. I mean, yeah. come on. Five. Now, yeah, exactly. You know, five the, yeah, consoles, the point of this conversation on. isn't to sit here and, and, and bag on on Nintendo. No. Uh, you know, they, they could have handled the NES classic much, right. much better. Sounds like, uh, you know, if you're going to take them at their word, it's going to be reintroduced again in 2018. Yeah. And so that'll be pretty cool for those who did not, you know, have the opportunity to get their hands yeah. on it because I mean, this is, <laughs> these are two very fun little consoles to have. And you know, the fact that they're all uh, standalone games and you get to yep. just play. You don't have to worry about DLC man. and, First day online connections. Yeah, you don't have to worry about any of that. <laughs> Buying the season pass for Yoshi's Island. No, you know, it. you don't need it's to done. worry about that. Yeah, man. So I'm it's I'm great. glad you so, got a hold of that, man. Yeah, man. I've been playing it for the last I mean, since uh since the Astros have been inside the series, I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna game too heavily. And I ended up gaming heavily uh anyway, because I yeah, was working my way through know, Super Mario left- World for the first time and you know gosh what 20 some odd years well you were point, playing so. a cracked version on your wii that was probably <laughs> garbage yeah, man. from like 12 years from 10 years ago <laughs> well and, and while you're having all this fun watching the world series and enjoying your new super nes you're leaving me hanging in the destiny crucible like where's my partner at <laughs> yeah i couldn't play multiplayer with you because i was definitely getting paired up with oh. ding dong delicious <laughs> that's <laughs> what happens when you get with randos randos <laughs> <laughs> rando right. rando the teammate that's right he he always plays the objective so <laughs> <laughs> no pick up their crest their Just crest pick it up flag. i'm dead <laughs> pick me up no no they just nope just gonna run right by you nope see ya <laughs> yeah, dude, I had, all right, we're, we're going to move on, but I, I got to share it. Yeah, I, I had the day off today, so I, I ran a little crucible and nice. 
Yeah. So I'm with three randos. And for those who don't play destiny, uh, you, uh, multiplayer you, is four. it's four versus four. Yeah. And crucible has, uh, which is essentially their, their multiplayer. Uh, one of the game modes is called challenge. And it's basically, if you play call of duty, it's like kill confirms, right? So you got to pop someone and then you, then you got it. Someone on your team has to pick up the dog tag. So it's similar to that. You, you kill someone, you got to pick up their crest. Well, the, the key to destiny multiplayer is yeah. especially destiny Two. you got to stay together right that you cannot lone wolf if you're going to lone wolf you're going to get it handed to you you have to work as a fire team and for most of the time you can kind of get that across to other people if you kind of shoot in their general your teammates general direction like follow me let's go yeah, together yeah, yeah. right yeah. Well, Ryan, I was with three of these dorks and I don't know what <laughs> they were just yellow bellied. The four of us, are, it, it's, it was turning dorks. into like this brave heart, like moment where two armies are clashing in the middle of the field. All eight people in this multiplayer were running towards each other at one time. Jimmy. And my three teammates bail. They turn around and run <laughs> the opposite way. And I cannot kill all you got your four back, of John. them by myself. Though I am <laughs> proud to say back. that I got two of them before the other two got me. Yeah, and, well, that's good. Yeah, and they recovered the crests of their fallen teammates and got mine. So Ugh. it didn't really matter, right? So yeah, yeah it, was, that was, it was a negative. Yeah, negative score. Yeah, very fun. All right. Wow. So we've tired these folks out on baseball and Super Nintendo. Let's talk some comic book stuff, Ryan. We're only 45 minutes in. That's it. Hey, you know, these guys have been waiting over 14 days, I think, at this point. So hopefully there are a lot of things happening. Yeah, so I appreciate right? you guys yeah. letting me watch baseball. Letting Ryan watch <laughs> baseball. So do we get a big movie opening up uh, tomorrow? Today we're recording on Thursday, November 2nd. Yeah, so the movie's out tonight, really. For some people, it is out tonight. There are some early screenings happening here in Arizona. Uh, but Thor Ragnarok uh, hits theaters officially tomorrow friday yeah. november 3rd uh yep. i promised on our twitter page say a little bit of a preview you know we've already kind of you know talked uh i think ad nauseum about you know what's going to be in it but um i do plan on seeing it this weekend i'm going to see it tomorrow night uh when i nice. get off work and so i don't know when your plans are to see it though i think it's safe bet to say when we come back to this show you and i both will have seen it and we'll be able to For talk sure. about it so yeah i'm excited to see it tomorrow night you know if you listen to some of the early buzz and hype for this movie ryan it people are you know saying like this is the best marvel movie of all time um hmm. i'll have to wait till i see it okay before yeah, before i'm gonna dive in on that what's really interesting though is i think more so than you know thor 2 people seem really excited for this and I've noticed that the marketing for Ragnarok is very, very similar to Guardians Volume Two. This uh-huh. is this is definitely you know a, a retro feel to it. it. Has a very late seventies, early eighties flair to for it, sure. which is you know the heyday of Thor comics. That's when he really started hitting his stride. Was in the late seventies, early eighties. So you know, I'm excited to see this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I would say that I probably more excited to see this one than I was the second one or the first one. You know, we've gone oh, on, yeah. yeah, we've gone on record as saying that we believe they're not the strongest, two of the strongest films yeah. in the MCU. They're, they're vital. They, they need to be there for the story. Yeah. They tell a bigger story than what, than what, uh, what I think it's worth inside the movie. Like you, you go and see that movie to get caught up on the MCU. 
You know what I mean? Like you don't really go see that movie to go like get a good Thor story going. You're like, okay, where is the MCU going in this movie? And then you kind of get that inside of the inside of Thor one and Thor two. So we're going in this direction. What's, okay. What is very cool though, Ryan, is uh, for the special features of Spider-Man Homecoming, which yeah. just you know came out last week. Picked mine up on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray. I think yeah, you I did mine, as well it's mine too. sitting on my desk right over here. Yeah, Gorgeous. Oh, beautiful picture. Beautiful. Not as crisp as Guardians, but I think they got the Sony treatment and not the Disney treatment on this one because it is distributed by Sony Pictures. <laughs> That's right. And we all know that nobody does HD and 4K better than Disney. That's just their thing. Yeah. When you watch the special features, uh, very cool. Something that I did not pick up because it actually ties into Thor. Spider-Man ties into Thor without really shoving it in your face is that a lot of the technology that the vulture was using in his gang, not only was it Chitari, mm-hmm. but it was also dark elf technology. Yeah. And I didn't really pick up on that watching the, watching it the first time you saw it twice in the theater. I saw it once have watched it again. Now that I have it at home, yeah. I actually dove into the special features first. Cause nice. I, I wanted to, cause I had a really cool one and guys, I'm going to, I'm going to recommend that it, however you bought this movie, Hopefully it wasn't on DVD, but if you just have a DVD player, I, I, <laughs> All right. could I interest you in a $50 Blu-ray? I mean, it's <laughs> they're fairly inexpensive at this point, but dive into some of those special features because it's a very cool one where it talks about the history of Spider-Man on film, and it, it is kind of a fine line that they walk, Sony does. Basically saying, well, you know, this Spider-Man, you know, we had the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, we had the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, and now we have the uh, the new Spider-Man, the MCU Spider-Man. Right. And so they they kind of hint, you know, it's like, well, we may not have always gotten it right the first couple of times, but we feel like we got it right now. It's like, well, yeah, because you handed it over to the people who know the character, which was probably what you should have been doing from the get-go. My point yeah. being is this, though, in those special features, they talk about the technology that's in Homecoming and that the Vulture uses, and they reference Dark Elf technology. And right. going back and then re-watching the Dark Elf, you can really see uh, where those, those two movies cross. So Spider-Man and Thor do cross paths in terms of the technology that's being used. Yeah. I thought that was very cool, because <clears throat> I, I know you and I felt that after Thor 2, the Dark Elves, that... <clears throat> It was just kind of this weird ending, like, you know, this dark ship brings this rift and he's bringing darkness and Thor fights him in London and doesn't seem to attract the attention of anybody else other than Thor. And there's no as he's pulling as he's pulling the nine realms together. Yeah. All of the all of the universe, essentially. As he's pulling all of the nine realms together. It's just Thor. um, Thor's got it covered. He doesn't need any backup. I I got you, boo-boo. I got you, Don't worry. I got you, I'll take care of it. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, there's no shield. There's nothing. You know, and and, and I think really, Ryan, of of a lot of the standalone MCU films, the dreaded standalone word, Thor 2 could have used a cameo here or there from from an Avenger, I think. Uh, in a number well, of we ways. Did, well, of. yeah. I mean, it was just Loki, the joke cameos. Loki impersonating cameos. Steve Rogers. That's that's nothing. But but then it ended with this you know beast from the dark realm just kind of running rampant in London. Remember that was like one of the end credit scenes. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. So this thing's just going to run around and. <laughs> 
no one's going to be overly concerned about it. <laughs> and then after that, the, Ryan, there was never a mention of any of those events. Right. And, and that's what had you and I like head scratching. And, <clears throat> and that's one of the things I told you that had, that made me head scratch over Iron Man three up until civil war where Tony addresses some of the things that happened in Iron Man three. Yeah. It's like, you know, no one mentions the dark realm after Thor two, nobody mentions extremists after Iron Man three. Nobody talks right. about Tony blowing up all of his suits or his mansion in California being sunk. It's like, oh, we're just we're just going to, you know, we're just going to move on with our lives. And then to see Homecoming address some of that from Thor two. Yeah. I thought was very cool. They probably could have done a little bit of a better job of maybe just making like a verbal reference because going back and watching it again, you know, they talk about going to pick up pieces of Ultron in Sokovia. Obviously they're using Chitauri technology. Uh, You know, they didn't say anything about going to London though. No, they didn't say anything about going to London, but the technology they were using to create the, like the black holes uh, in space. To where like yeah, vulture could, purple color, yeah. yeah. That that was the the dark elf technology that they were using. Yeah. You know, and you just kind of assumed when you first watched it that it was like, well, you know, they were tinkering around with Chitari stuff and Ultron technology. They probably just were like, Oh, look what we discovered that we can yeah, do. Yeah, that's with what this. I thought. I mean, I didn't think anything of it until you were telling you you texted me and was just like, dude, I've been watching the special features and that's what I ended up finding. Yeah. So I would love for a little bit of a of a better shout out to that because it for me at least anyway, it helps place Thor to a little you know, obviously we had the in second infinity stone, or was it the third one was identified in Thor two? The ether. Yeah, it was the ether. <clears throat> the aether or whatever. Aether, uh, aether. The aether, right. yeah, right. Um, so yeah, it would have been nice for that to be a little bit more reference so that kind of fits in, yeah. you know, better. But uh so yeah, I man, agree, man. We, we got Ragnarok cool. next or tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to it man i really am i i hope it's gonna live up to the hype and i'm not gonna make the guardians volume two mistake where i just go in like dude here it is man here it is this is gonna be bonkers it's gonna be awesome Hmm. uh i just not gonna do that this time around i'm excited to see it but I, i don't i don't want to get too jacked up over it yeah i felt like i had more tempered expectations walking into guardians but um, oh man, dude, I, I was, was still, dude, I, well, I, I, I was still, I was told it was the empire strikes about. back. So that's what I was expecting when I walked in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. yeah. Well, I've seen Taika Waititi's, uh, a couple of his movies before, um, the, uh, what we do in the shadows. I liked that movie quite a bit. It's got a lot of dry, real super dry wit humor inside of it. He's actually doing a follow up to that one as well, which is going to be pretty interesting. It's about, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be about werewolves. I know that. But um, they're super self-aware and they kind of know kind of their place. And I really like that about it. Um, Knowing that, you know, we talked about this a couple shows back. I'm going to mention it again because it's super relevant. Knowing that Chris Helmsworth and Mark Ruffalo were allowed to ad lib a lot in this movie does make a twinge of, hmm, uh, in my book, just because I don't know, because there's a level of, you know, we talked about this a while back. We said there's a level of people who we trust to do like improvisation and really live in that realm. And when I list all of the actors and actresses that live in that realm, I tell you, Chris Helmsworth and Mark Ruffalo do not enter that those actors, the list of actors and actresses that do that super, super well. Yeah. One I'm does not, not saying, confuse Mark Ruffalo and Paul Rudd. 
together. Sincerely. Even though they're both um, in the MCU. For sure. One is one improvs very, very naturally. One riffs really, really well. I, I've yes. just not seen Mark Ruffalo riff. You yeah. know, I've not seen it. Anyway, so well, I'm, I, you know, I'm not I, saying that I'm super nervous about it. I'm just saying like there's a cautious optimism there to go, you know what? Like, I'm going to trust the director here. I know it's, you know, every, but, you know, let's think about it though. How many other every move, every Marvel movie, even the Thor movies that came out was just like, this is the hardest hitting. This is the best ever. They're all the best ever. They're all the hardest hitting. They're all the most amazing. The hardest. I, I'm, hitting. you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm riding the train. I'm not saying I'm not, don't punch my ticket yet. I'm still on the train. I'm just saying, uh, I'll, I, you know, I'll definitely reserve judgment for when I watch it, but I've seen uh, Taika Waititi's uh, stuff before. I've enjoyed it for comedies, you know, for the, for the comedy value in it. Um, I've always been, a, uh, this one's always been a little nervous for me because of the Planet Hulk references that, of course, you know, are going to live in that. But, you know, mm. Well, I, you know, I'm still excited to see it because we're going to get a lot of really awesome, awesome stuff. I mean, Kate Blanchett, let's just, can I, I mean, let's can throw I tell down you, the gauntlet right there. Can I so. tell you, Ryan, that every what? time I see a still shot of her yeah. as Hella, yeah. I, I like what I see. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> She's, she is a striking woman. She's not a classic not beauty, but... She's where, I, man, I don't know. Just that tight black leather they've got her in and that outfit. And the way she's just chewing through the scenery in those trailers, you can tell she's having a lot of fun. She's, she's enjoying it. Smirk on her face. That's I, just that I'm not going to have a smirk. No, nah, I'm not going to have a problem watching Kate Blanchett in this movie. I, I really don't think so. Unless she goes into a long elvish speech and I'm going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Lord we saw the this Rings. already. The, yeah, <laughs> haven't we been here already? We've been here already. Crime at me. Yeah, no, so I'm still excited for it, but there's some parts of it that I'm like, man, mm, that kind of makes me a little nervous. I'll I'll have to reserve judgment for when I see it, but you know, I've got to kind of trust the director here, and I've got to trust like the surrounding actors and actresses that they've got. You know, Carl Urban. We don't talk about him enough. No, dude, he's uh, so cool, being, man. Being inside the movie, we we you know we talk about Clay, uh, Kate Blanchett. You know. Uh, of course, Chris Helmsworth, Mark Ruffalo, and uh, uh, crap, Loki. Uh, the guy, uh, Tom, the, Tom, Tom Hiddleston. Tom, Tom, Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Well, we you know, Chris Hemsworth does have pretty good comedic timing. I don't know if you've seen the Vacation remake. We're not really a remake, but it was sort of a continuation with. Um, oh, Ed Helms. And, Ed Helms. Um, and, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I. Uh, I, I probably I think I fast forwarded through it actually. That's too bad. Like, That's too bad because it's a very underrated movie. It's a lot of fun. And, right. and Chris Hemsworth. Back and look at it. Well, you subscribe to HBO. It'll make its way back over eventually. Don't sure. don't rent this for money. Just wait for it to show up on HBO. <laughs> it's not that good. It's not, it's good. Not, it's not it's that funny, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's just not money good. Uh, it's you know it's a monthly subscription good. Okay, let's just put it that way. <laughs> but, but Chris Hemsworth has a has a role in the movie that that's not huge. But he's in it probably for about a good five minutes or so. And his comedic timing is really, really spot on. And he's very funny. And when I think to the first Thor, I I really enjoyed the first Thor. It's still not one of the top MCU movies. It was very lean in its casting. It was very quick in its storytelling. 
because I know a lot of the concern about it felt like the movie that it was the movie that had to be made. Correct. And it could have gone one of two ways. It could have been so super heavy and serious and people just lose it or it was just going to look campy and silly and people weren't going to buy it. And, it, right. and it, it was very successful and it did very well. What I appreciated about it was the comedy in it. You know, when he has coffee for the first time, he gets done drinking and he just throws the mug on the ground. I will have another, you know, uh, when he gets backed up over the van after getting out of the hospital, things like that. The fish out of water. Right. I mean, he's in Earth. He's never been there before. He's stripped of his powers. He's being humbled. He's being taught a lesson by Odin. There, there's a lot of just really good comedic timing uh, right. in the first one that I think Chris Hemsworth can definitely do that. And I have some of the same issues concerning Mark Ruffalo. Not that he's not a great actor. Mark Ruffalo is is a fantastic oh, yeah. actor and really has cut his chops more before going into the MCU as oh yeah oh yeah you know as an independent actor. He really wasn't in a ton of blockbuster movies. You know, he was, uh, you know, co-starred with Leonardo DiCaprio in, in uh, Shutter Island, which is a really good movie. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, he's had, you saying now you see me is not a blockbuster. That's that. <laughs> that movie was dumb. <laughs> that movie was so dumb. <laughs> You're saying now you see me too. Wasn't a blockbuster. They, they were blockbusters, but he was already the Hulk after that, though. So. He was already the, the Hulk after the, was he the Hulk after the first one or before the first one? I don't I think so. I think it's barely even worth looking up to be honest. If there's ever a movie that I want to just repeatedly punch Jesse Eisenberg, (laughs) that's the one. And and in parts in Dawn of Justice as well, too. But now you see me. So he was it was 2013. Yeah, he was already the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, he was already. the Hulk. So, yeah, you know, and and no one's going to say that Ruffalo is not a bad actor because he's really good. He he was definitely the right pick for Bruce Banner. He knows how to portray that character. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so good. And I'm interested in seeing a little bit more of a lighthearted Bruce Banner this time around. We saw very confused Bruce Banner in Avengers. Then we got brooding guilt ridden Bruce Banner in age of Ultron. Now we get to see one that's, you know, he's in a place now where if he hulks out, okay, well, we get to we get to stretch those legs. Yeah, quite a lot. and he's gonna be going up against some aliens that could, you know, go toe to toe with him a little bit more than like a human could. Right. So, yeah, yeah, uh, I, I'm with you. Some of those concerns are there. Uh, but you know, when we come back together, we'll, we'll have a full take on it and I, I expect sure. to have fun. I mean, it is for, you know, at least with guardians volume two, while a lot of our criticisms still stand and we've softened a little bit sure. since the home release, I, I, yeah. I didn't say that I had a bad time when I saw guardians volume two. I don't think I'm going to walk out of the theater tomorrow night going, Oh brother. <laughs> it was bull- <laughs> Oh, I cursed on our PG show. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Wait, hang on. Yeah. All right. Give me a second. Okay. Okay. Just marking the time. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to come out of there going, you know, that was, that was hot garbage. Right. I, I expect to be, you know, entertained and, and I'm sure, I'm sure it will live up. So, and I, I think, you know, his character, Ryan is being freed from Jane is going to be the right move too. I, you know, yeah. you and I both felt that the, the love story that comprised the dark elves really slowed it down. At times. They're just punching you in the face with it the entire time. Like, you know, you've got to make 
you've got to make a case for caring about characters. Like that's the whole, you know, when you make stories and you make movies and you make anything, when you, you know, when you've got characters involved, like that's the reason why people care. You know, there's a, and a lot of movies do this super successfully. The reason why everybody loved Jurassic Park so much was it because it involved a super great set of characters, of people overcoming something that something just so happened to be awesome and dinosaurs, but still like you had a great set of people going through something and they were well-written characters and they held their place accordingly and you cared about them. Like that's what makes, you know, star Wars so great. That's what makes it's about characters set in a setting. It doesn't necessarily mean the setting is the winner, right? I mean, that's, that's the whole, that's the whole idea. And when Thor one and Thor two kind of came out, it felt like we were being forced to care. Like they wanted us to care about this love story instead of us, instead of it just being able to happen around, you know, these characters and around everything else. So I don't know, like it just, it felt like it was being forced. I, the move to uh, not have Natalie Portman in the movies anymore, I think is fine. I don't, I really don't think anybody's losing sleep going, well, where's Jane? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it'd be interesting to see how they, move her out of the storyline. I think you have to address it in some yeah. way, especially based on how Thor two ended with him coming back, back for her. Yeah. Coming back for her. He dropped, he left Asgard, right? He, he, he essentially put his mantle down at Asgard. He, now he did it in front of Loki, not Odin who he thought, but he essentially, and, and hopefully and that's addressed as well too, because that is excited to see what that has. That has, none of that has been brought up at all well we haven't seen have we well Well, we had age of ultron which came after thor 2 that that wasn't referenced at all right yeah which i mean there there was a gene reference there was a gene reference there was no loki reference we know that loki was in considered to be in age of ultron but joss whedon made the decision not to have him in there which i think was the right move you didn't need to force loki in there especially knowing that not only is loki going to be in Thor three, duh. Uh, he's yeah. also going to be in at least Infinity War Part One. We know that. So right. th- there wasn't a, there wasn't a reason to kind of, lack of a better term, hammer him into <laughs> uh, Age of Ultron. So yeah, it'd, it'd be interesting to see how that's going to be addressed because at least from right. where we stand, Loki is sitting on the throne in Asgard and not Odin. So. I'm sure well, they're not going to last left him off. I mean, that's the 20 that's been uh, five years almost Correct. or four years of, of waiting to see what in the world happened. Correct. And, and it's one never thing been, that, it's not been addressed since one thing that Marvel is good at is they don't leave a lot of loose ends kind of flapping around. So not a and, lot. No, and it, it, it's going to happen when <laughs> you get stories to start getting this big. Yeah, I, mean, I we just, saw I'm, a forced uh, Gwyneth Paltrow appearance, you know, in the end oh, of yeah. homecoming. So, dude, that's still. I just don't understand that. I just, yeah. I'm especially not as upset the, at it. I'm not like it was. You know, again, and we said it at the end of so Spider Man Homecoming when we saw the movie in the theater. The only it was the only groan worthy moment in the movie of Correct. really just kind of like okay, but the second time I watched it, I didn't really care. It wasn't that like it was like forced. It was just kind of like, nah, I don't really care about this. Well, you know, because well, they storyline wise, man, they spent so much time with Tony explaining to Steve, you know, Pepper's gone. I even chased yeah. her away. And now yeah. they they have the Avengers split. 
and you know, homecoming, I, I guess, timeline wise is only yeah. about what six months to maybe a year after civil know. war. If that, maybe so yeah, it's pretty yeah. darn close, right? I think it's all real time. Well, the start of the movie is, you know, start of the movie's not, is, but, yeah, but is the uh, first of as we move forward, I think mm-hmm. it starts to go in real time. So yeah, I, I think we can move from from Thor three. We're we easily safe to say we're both excited for it. Have yeah, a rundown sure. next time we we come together. Uh, hey, before we get to some print stuff, uh, you know, movie wise, obviously we're not we're not going to uh, say much about it. We obviously have Justice League coming later this month as well too. Final trailer debuted yeah. about a week and a half ago. I I continue to be impressed by the trailers. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Flash looks like again he's going to be the the show stealer in a number of ways, so and killer. and I think uh, Arthur Curry is going to be the show stealer in a lot of ways as well too. Uh, is Aquaman? I, I'm as real excited. J- yeah, to see Jason, Jason Momoa is not is 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 uh he's going to be stealing that. He, if they do not make a full screen hit of him. They're just wasting money. Oh, well, there's one on deck. Aquaman is due next year. There, there's only <laughs> one DCEU movie next year, and that's Aquaman. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to get a little lean uh, for the DCEU. I don't have a problem with that. If they're going to, yeah, you know, continue okay. to kind of tidy things up, that's totally okay. And we're work. not going to readdress this issues of Ben Affleck leaving and standalone movies. Listen to previous uh, episodes. The DCEU is doing fine, folks. Doing yeah, just fine. All right. Uh, hey, I am. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. So that and uh, so then, of course, like next month is 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 less Jedi, but we'll talk about yes. that in a second. But yes. um, the other things that are happening this month, uh, one of those things that happened not too long ago, I have yet to catch up on is Stranger Things Two. Thank you. I was just about I to know. mention it. I just finished it oh, today. Nice. I did. Ooh. I was going to savor that flavor. You texted me. You oh, said, I'm no, savoring man. the flair, brother. No, and then by like, the we time talked, I got to Tuesday? episode five, I'm <laughs> like, all right. Tuesday, you're like, I can't. I'm straight. I'm, I'm just, yeah. I got it. It's, like, it's Taco it. Tuesday. <laughs> I it all. It's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> I got to eat it. Load up. <laughs> uh, so that came out on 27th of October. So it's been out for a few days. I have yet to even watch a single episode. Criminal. Again, criminal baseball this, baseball 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 this so. coming from the guy who indeed you know if reasonable to remember i hard passed on stranger things for quite a while because uh, i joked it's like well i've already seen the goonies in et i yeah. don't need to watch yeah, it again you, <laughs> it was cute it was that was a cute statement john those were cute statements they were and uh, i was proven wrong those were <laughs> homages to those movies not uh direct ripoffs and i no. stated repeatedly wrong 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 stranger <laughs> things did. was incredible stranger things too equally as incredible I would say Ryan, and we're not going to delve too much into it because you literally have not watched an episode. I don't want to spoil one. I will say though, season one, every episode, super good, super packed, not quite as consistent with season two. And that's going to happen, right? Sure. Nine episodes long. There really was only one episode in particular that slowed it down. I think too much. Pulled a yeah. little, pulled a little bit of an iron, uh, not an iron fist, a little bit of a uh, Luke Cage, where they didn't really need to have an entire episode dedicated, and, and we'll talk about it more when you've seen it. Yeah, it main, it's it mainly exists to set up some events for season three. That that's why oh, okay. this particular episode is there. I get it, and slowed things down a little bit too much. Other than that, I'm not going to go too much more into storyline. All I will say is this, dude, when. 
coming having being so incredibly late to the game with Stranger Things and being so incredibly wrong with Stranger Things. This show and, and being a product of the 80s, I have never seen anything that is after the fact, not like filmed during the 80s, you know, like Back to the Future or The Goonies yeah. or E.T., uh, all these movies that existed uh, in that time frame. They have nailed everything about the 80s on this show from the clothes to the hair, the vernacular, the verbiage, the vehicles, the carpet in the houses, the decorations in the houses, the posters on these kids walls. Ryan, there was never an episode where I didn't go. I remember that. Oh my gosh, do I remember <laughs> that? The commercials that you'll see on the TV in the background, I'm like, and, and I, I am not exaggerating. I'm like, I remember that commercial. I remember Dude, so that good. commercial. And I will, I will go so far as to say, Ryan, when we talk about some of the best shows on TV, and I don't know if Netflix counts as traditional TV because... Yeah, I guess still, I guess you can say at this point it is. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it still is. standard television yeah. shows and the kind of a standard television. You just format, get it all at like, once, as opposed to having to you know wait weekly. Yeah, it. I, I will say, man, it is. It is one of the best shows of all time. And even though we're only two seasons in, I, I may be committing some blasphemy with you. I I would put it over Breaking Bad. I mean, this was yeah. wow. Yeah, and Breaking Bad's a great show. It's so funny when you text me when it's like, you know, you've seen Breaking Bad, right? And I'm like. Yeah, we talked about it on the show three days ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, Breaking Bad is definitely you know one of the top ten. I, I mentioned you know, Battlestar Galactica re, uh, remake, not original, which is, you know, <laughs> uh, the, in the 70s and all of its glory on television, the original <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. But this is a great show where you are so incredibly emotionally tied to these, to these characters. Yeah. And... Man, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil, but holy cow! Um, I'll probably get caught up pretty quick. You're going you know to. I mean, so. How do I want to say this without? In in episode eight, the the tears you're gonna you're gonna choke them back, man. I mean, there's a gut wrenching moment where you're just like, yeah. and and that's what great shows are all about is willing to take these incredible risks. Yeah. And I'm just going to leave it at that. And for those who haven't seen, they're like, oh my God, John's going to spoil it. I'm not spoiling anything. All I'm simply saying is in episode, you, you eight, had a reaction in it. It was an in incredible reaction where you're like, damn. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah it, it was. I had to pause you, I'm, it. I'm super. Thrilled. I had to pause it and literally say, damn, that, that, that hits you. That hits you in the lunch box and hits you Oof. hard. Yeah. All right. Well made, well made series, man. They're, they're doing very good. Uh, yeah. You know, who knows how much longer it'll go. I I want it to be one of those series though, that doesn't go six years, seven nice. years. Yeah. Just give, yeah, me a bow give it, give it a three or four year run. The kids are Again, already getting bigger. Breaking Bad was so good. Yeah. Like that's, absolutely. you know, we talked about that. Like why Breaking Bad was so good is because they ended it. Yes. <laughs> like, it's what made Battlestar Galactica so good. Yeah. It ended. They could have kept going and sure. going and going. Yeah, that, that's what makes these shows so great. Like, and it's what it. makes Breaking Bad better than, you know, Cop Show X on NBC's <laughs> right. at Thursday nights, you know, that just yeah. will go on forever. Uh, so, yeah, Stranger Things. But I also want to mention, too, Walking Dead returned as yeah, well. 
I don't know if you've had a chance to catch up because I know you've been watching baseball. We're Not in at all. episode Nothing. two. <laughs> Boy. Man, I don't know how a, a production company, Ryan, could not be farther apart with their two shows between Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking <laughs> Dead. It's like, this is the same production company. Why is one like so and the other so good? Because it tries to be the other one. Oh, man. <clears throat> um, you yeah. could see that a mile away, man. I felt like every time I saw a, wa- a Fear of the Walking Dead uh, trailer, I was just like, so it's just trying to be Walking Dead? Or, oh, man, like, what's the deal? Yeah. Anyway. So, um, you know, Walking Dead into episode two of the latest season. The Walking Dead is that type of show, Ryan. It really has to work hard for me to disapprove yeah. of what it does. I mean, it would have to work <laughs> really hard. Though I, I am wanting this one, though, Ryan. I think we're in season eight at this point. I want to say season eight, season nine. I think I want to say it's eight. It is time to start looking where where this is going to go. Uh, you know, I know that Robert Kirkman is started flirting with ending the comic book series. Yeah, man. Despite the fact that he said a couple of years ago, this is a book that could just go on forever. Well, it is true. I mean, it, it technically could. Yeah. There's going to come a point, though, where these rotting <laughs> corpses are going to be so fetid that they're not even walking anymore. They're just like going to be piles of snapping bone jaws on the ground, right? Yeah. So as he's sort of entertaining this thought of ending the walking dead in print and in who knows when he says, well, I'm thinking about any, it, it could go another 10 years. And he goes, yeah, that's what I planned was a, you know, 30 year run <laughs> for the, for this book uh, yeah. on, on the show. I, I got to say as, as much as I love it, as much as I love stranger things, absolutely thoroughly enjoyed season two. Just like I don't want Stranger Things to go five years, six years, seven years, where these you know you know Stranger Things the college years, you know, because um, <laughs> yeah. I, I got to say, man, between season one and season Stranger two, Stranger Things med school, do these kids <laughs> grew? They grew. I mean, as children, well, right in prime growth. Yes, too. and it is. You can see it in the season, dude. I am not yeah. kidding. By the end of the season, you're like. They were eating some Wheaties at some point because they got, (laughs) they're starting to look like teenage boys and teenage girls. You know, I mean, we're not trying to be gross here. They just grow. Look at Carl, Coral, you know, on The Walking Dead. I mean, yeah, man. He's, he's almost a man (laughs) at this point, right? (laughs) He's, he's got his beards almost as thick as, you know, Rick's. And (laughs) so, you know, as, as I'm watching The Walking Dead, finish watching Stranger Things too. When, to your point, man, what makes these shows so great is that at some point you can see an end on the horizon and yeah. you you look at it and you feel torn. You're like, oh, I want it to go forever. But you're also like, but I want it to mm. end because I want it to end so strong. That's what Game of Thrones is doing. This next season is their last. They've said this is wow. it. And you're like, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yes. Right. We want to see the climax. We want to see the Because you get to see all the stops get pulled. Like you get to see full bore like they don't have there's no punches being held correct and everybody everybody is ready for it and i think there's a charm to that there's it's special it's very special to be able to do that as a show which a lot of network shows don't understand because they don't care about that they don't care about characters they don't care about development they literally just care about how long can i run advertisements on this show thank you that's what it's all about that is what it's all about you know during that's why you know when i i'm telling you and i'll 
Oof, man. All right. Not going to get totally on a soapbox here, but I'm going to put a foot on it. Um, We talked a long time ago about the Flash television show, you know, and we had a listener even reach out and say, hey, man, you know, I don't know if you're understanding like what's going on with it. But to me at this point, I've, you know, kept an eye on it. I haven't watched another full episode of the Flash, the television show, but every time I look into that direction, it is the same story being told again and again and again that I saw in season two that when I stopped watching quote the Joker from Batman again and again, dude. And you know, I took one look It's network TV, homie. It's I took, yeah, I took one look at legends of tomorrow. I took one look at agents of shield. I took one look at, uh, uh, chimney Christmas Gotham, you know, and it's like we we talked about the other day how got that embarrassing costume that that they're starting to put like this the Bruce Wayne character inside of my goodness and Batman so, wouldn't be, Batman wouldn't be seen dead in that outfit. I mean, I'm sorry, no kidding. Talk about and no it, tactical. <laughs> nothing just nothing and an arrow is another one for me that i'm just like dude i'm out and they even had like hawkman in in these shows like they're even pulling like these kind of characters out from nowhere deathstroke is apparently making an appearance in yeah one i think Um, i think in uh, legends of tomorrow i think yeah is where he's showing up yeah so there's so many like great appearances that could be great but they're it's literally filler until the next McDonald's commercial could come on. Like, and it's so obvious at this point, you know, if in, and I think to be honest with you, the the coup de gras of all of this is the culmination of the Inhumans show. I think that has solidified, you know, we thought it was over with, uh, what was that? Remember that show that uh, it was like, you know, we see the superheroes, but we don't think the regular folks. uh, Powerless. Let's watch, Powerless. powerless yeah let's watch the regular folks literally live lasted three book. episodes i think i, I want to say Garbage. three didn't even go a full season dude and, and we called Garbage. it we're like nbc is going to can this because it's ridiculous stupid it's ridiculous so is bruce the the main character was uh bruce wayne's like first cousin or second cousin <laughs> twice removed or something yeah I don't know. <laughs> it just nobody cared nobody no one cared, cared right no one cared and and that's where we're going to push people and we push people to that moment with inhumans there are still some quality shows out there i know we're starting to push the envelope now with i think gifted is starting to come out but to be honest with you man it's just like overload at this point for me i'm just like dude do not try to give me another television show uh that's on network television that is going to do the same old crap again and again and again yeah i don't know about the gifted but i know i'm not like super into it i do know that well it's funny because i was thinking about this today uh as as i watched the last episode of stranger things 2 is how much when i when i go back and watch a network not a network but a a like traditional television broadcast right so the walking dead, it, let's right. go back to that. So if you want to watch the walking dead, you either, hopefully you're doing it legally reasonable. So I, I really trust you guys. Be you're reasonable. not doing it. Be reasonable and pay for it, please. Because people it. work hard for that show. Reward them. It's please. not going into the actor's pockets. It's going to literally all the working men and women. Absolutely. That hold the microphones that hold the cameras that do work the, the setups, craft that service table that do it all makeup that do the sets that reset those sets every single time. It's going to those people. And Absolutely. That's where it so please be reasonable. And if you're watching The Walking Dead or any other show and you're not paying for it, please 
pay for it because it's a good thing. Very good. That thing. being said, when I watch it, Ryan, and if you're not, if you're watching it first run, right? Because you can go on Netflix. If you're a Netflix subscriber, you can oh, it's watch. It's all the way up to seven, now. right? But if you want it like me, I'm all caught up. I do. There's nothing that I need to get caught up on. I'm having sure. to watch it on AMC, which is fine. Yeah. But I don't watch it when it broadcasts first, when it broadcasts live. Yeah. You know why, Ryan? So I can utilize I my cloud will. DVR on PlayStation View and blast through those ads. Yeah. Man. And and what what makes what HBO is doing, and obviously HBO is a little bit of a different beast because yeah. it is a premium channel. You pay you pay for the ad. But, but Netflix now can be considered a premium channel, right? You don't yeah. get Netflix for free. Well, you can if you break rules, though. You to get all that great content, you or someone else has to be paying for it, right? Yeah, so there's money changing hands. Correct. What makes like Stranger Things or Game of Thrones or any other premium show that, that you're paying yeah. for so great is it doesn't take you out of the show. You're in the show from from the time it starts until it ends. You're in it. Yep. And why is it that like on Netflix that you see even though they were shows that broadcast initially with commercials like Breaking Bad or The Walking Dead or The Office, all popular shows when they initially aired on television, but why do they continuously trend on Netflix? It's because there's no ads. You're never interrupted. You're just boom, 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 boom. You're going right through. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. yeah. And so to your point, unlike, say, The Walking Dead on AMC or... If you go over to USA, USA actually has some pretty good original content over there as well, too. Right. It pushes, you know, boundaries. They're, they're willing to take risks, but they still fall into a commercial and it kind of takes you out of it and, it and it pulls you out of it. Yeah. And, and you know, that, that's not really a complaint. It is just more of an observation. But yeah, to your to what you're saying, it's like what the CW unfortunately has started to do with their licensed DC characters yep. is okay, they just simply exist now to have head and shoulders pay and Gillette and Toyota, maybe a Coca-Cola ad in there. You know, if we're lucky, maybe we'll get Nike in there somewhere. Just cross our fingers, right? We want that shoe money. Yeah, man. And, and when, when, you, when you exist for that purpose, then great storytelling goes out the window. All during the postseason for baseball, right? You, you saw this just as much as I did. Yeah. This ad for this show called 911. Another cop show that they say is going to push the limits, going to push the boundaries. I looked over oh, at Joanna, yeah. and I love my wife to death, but she is a sucker for network television. She loves that garbage. <laughs> she loves it. She loves it. She loves it. And I think it's because it's a great scoop of vanilla ice cream every time. You, you know what you're going to get. You know what you're going to get. Yeah, man. And the hero, the hero is never going to die. The hero is never going to die. The girl's always going to be rescued or the guy's always going to be rescued. Even she saw this and she looked at me and she goes, now they're going too far. And I said, it's going to be the same thing. There will be no risk. They're going to, they're, they're promoting it as we're pushing the boundaries. It's unlike any other drama you've ever seen on TV. It's from the producers of American horror story. And it's like, yeah, but it's not on FX where they can get away with like, oh my gosh, what did I just see? If you guys right. haven't watched American horror story, you will go, oh my gosh, what did I just see? 
<laughs> more than once. I got a pretty strong stomach, but there have been times where I've been like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go watch The Walking Dead and cleanse my palate. Right? <laughs> Let's watch an episode of The Office and smile a little bit here before we go to bed. <laughs> we're, we're off on a tangent here, but you know, it's it's unfortunate that when you have potentially great opportunities for yeah, good man. television, and it's the reason why HBO continues to be so popular, why Netflix continues to be so popular. And yeah. I don't know, maybe we'll we'll get to the point where, you know, everything is going to be a pay subscription service. I, I don't know. But what I can yeah. tell you is like even for stuff that is like online only now, like the new Star Trek show that only aired once on traditional CBS to get you hooked, but then now you got to subscribe to CBS All Access to get the the other episodes you still have to sit through commercials from what i understand so yeah so you're paying this extra content to watch the new star trek show and you still get to see commercials for yeah i don't know hair care products and toothpaste and (laughs) duncan hines brownie mix and all that other stuff but i hear yeah and i and you know not that there's anything wrong with like some scoops of vanilla ice cream and you know we we make fun of it, but at the same time, like we both have our own versions of that. Like uh, there's some stuff that I'll run through that's just like, you know what? I just need some goofy, goofy. I watch, uh, you know, I'll give out my, one of my, my scoops of vanilla ice cream. One of my vanilla scoops of ice cream is the show impractical jokers. That <laughs> is the goofiest show that, and, and Lauren and I will sit on the couch and watch a couple of episodes of that. And just we're in stitches. And I, you know, I know exactly what to expect every single time. It's a little, it's super scripted and it's still, you know, Hey, like it's one of those things. I know what I'm going to get. I know I can just chill and let my brain just go <laughs> after a rough day and just like, yeah. Hey, I turn on these four doofy dudes, like trying to pull pranks on whatever. Like, I don't care. It's cool. That's my scoop of it in ice cream. And uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it, but when it's, I feel like that when, when it's that, comic books, it's offensive. Yeah, that's where we draw the line, people. <laughs> that's where we draw the line. But I tell you, there's been some some odd kind of winners out there. At least for me, I know uh, John. I don't think you've haven't you really haven't gone into the deep end on some of these. But um, watching, uh, I haven't watched. I, I, it's one of those shows you got to. I got to pick back up again. Of course, I've got to pick up a lot of stuff. I set a lot of stuff down three, you know, three weeks ago when all this baseball started, and I got like, where did I put? Where did I put that? Um, but Preacher, uh, for instance, on AMC comes from Image Comics, and that is a fun show. That is really interesting. Um, and uh, Legion is on FX. And that is another show that's like not afraid to pull, not afraid to push a few boundaries um, and really interesting. So there are some out there that I feel like, I mean, they're darker for sure. They're, they're, they're very darker shows. Um, that may just be my style right now. I'm just not into the, 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 the candy corn of, you know, the CW programming. And if that's your bag and that's, Hey, you love candy corn on that. Go for it. You know, high five. Awesome. Glad you're enjoying something with comic books. Cause you know, it is, it is still out there, but, um, I know with those shows, they seem to be a little bit more, I don't know, just a little bit more gritty, a little bit more real. There was a uh, good grief, man. The, well, the other trailer that came out, what, a couple weeks ago, was it the new mutants? That trailer came out a couple yeah, weeks ago? Yeah. Um, 
the new mutants of the that's all movie? i can say on that one is young uh is uh just uh yeah. um uh mm-hmm. I had to look up. I had yeah. to actually go. I thought that was a. Internet. I thought that was a spoof trailer, dude. Seriously, and when I first out watched it, I was who like, was "Who?" I, well, yeah. Wow, I didn't even know we were going to go in this direction tonight. You know, I, dude. When I when I first saw that trailer, I'm not kidding. I legitimately thought I watched a a fan made spoof trailer. There was nothing in it. And then I watched it again. And then I watched it on a different feed other than YouTube. I went to another source, discovered that it is legitimate, that that is the trailer for the movie. And Ryan, I, I don't know. I don't know what Fox is doing with their, with their X-Men universe. I I don't know. I, I I don't know that this looked like a regular rubbish, PG thirteen teenage horror movie. It looked. I had zero clue that that was even the New Mutants trailer until the very end. It, 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 it looks like a horror movie. It looks like a horror movie. Like it's just a standard affair a typical movie. like modern day PG thirteen yeah. gonna play it safe. Jump horror, scares. Jump scares. Stuff moving around in the shadows. Yeah. Something stretching through the wall. Ooh. And then we find out it's the new mutants. And what I don't get, Ryan, is we had a, at least what I thought, was going to be a perfect segue (laughs) to new mutants at the end of Logan. They played us, homie. Yeah, I feel feel like an idiot. Thank you again, 20th Century (laughs) Fox and the X-Men universe. You guys stink. That's what we got. We got played. I, it, you stink. And I, Ryan, I, I don't know. And, and I mean this sincerely. I, I don't know if the X-Men universe can be saved at this point. I just don't. I, it, I, that it was. And it was interesting to read the comments of that trailer, especially on YouTube. Yeah. Cause we were like, Oh, I love when Marvel's do- or well, some were saying Marvel's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, this isn't Marvel. Okay. Easy partner. Yeah. This is, <laughs> slow up. This isn't Marvel. <laughs> I'm sure there were plenty of people at, it, it, uh, Marvel tower there in Manhattan. They were like, what the they were spit, doing a spit take, right? Shouldn't, shouldn't have had soup today. <laughs> Every desk was soaking <laughs> wet by the time that trailer was done. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't know what this direction is. So lost. I it is. I, dude, it, it literally has made me speechless because the New Mutants gave us, comic book wise, gave us some of the most recognizable mutant characters. Yeah. Introduced us Cable number one, Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool. Played a huge part in the Inferno storyline, which I know we're going to talk about. We're going long here, but we're going to talk about Dark Knights here in a little bit. Dark Knights reminds me so much of the Inferno storyline. It's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, so good. But yeah, they're they're promoting it as like like it's this horror movie, and 
like I said, they, they had the perfect- dark and edgy, man. That's the deal, right? Like, yeah, it's right? dark, it's edgy. We're Fox, we're edgy. And they had this perfect, perfect way to introduce new mutants at the end of Logan because we know it takes place in the future. We don't know how far into the future it was, but we know that it takes place in the future. Everything was done. They escaped. The hard work was done. Right? They escaped to Canada. Logan literally gave his life for them to escape. Yep. They, they're being led by the new Wolverine, 23. And yeah. you had the perfect, perfect yeah, setup. Was, the hard work was done. The, the mutants that they, the world had thought were gone, come to find out they're not. They were genetically reintroduced into yeah. the world. You, ha- you had a perfect way Everything to bring it in and then, and then connect it with Deadpool. <clears throat> and then connect yeah. it possibly with Gene Gray and Scott Summers. You had, you had the Mr. Sinister playoff at the end of uh, Apocalypse. E- easy to bring him in. Mr. Sinister was a huge part of the New Mutants in, in print was one of their biggest adversaries. It was right there in front of you. But no, we're going to put him in a hospital and turn this into a horror movie. I get angry just thinking about this, Ryan. I mean, it's just, it it was, like you said, they did all the heavy lifting for you. What? Were the movie contracts for these kids just too steep? (laughs) You couldn't bring them back? They were just demanding too much? (laughs) It was a big, heavy box that was delivered by forklift. You unpacked the box. You put all those pieces in different boxes, and then you tried to walk away and stack all those boxes and tried to it's, walk them out. Yeah, it, it. Everything was done, dude. They they have lost. They, they've lost their way. They have lost their way with this, and it, it started with apocalypse. It came to a head with this new mutants movie. And then now, for Phoenix, what X Men Phoenix Rising or whatever they're calling it, whenever that comes out, well, here comes Magneto again, and here comes Mystique, and here comes this, and here comes that. I'm done with it, dude. I, I'm done. I'm, I'm done these, with the X Men universe. The I'm done with it. I'm done. Tired of playing. I'm done with characters. it. The, the Magneto story has been told. It has been told. The Mystique got told story. In the first X Men. It got told yes. again, again, in, they, and in, again, uh, and it got told. Well, it got told in a uh, stinking um, the one of the. It was actually one of the better ones. The first, the first, first, first uh, class, first class first was class. really good. It got told there. Yeah, and we, hey, we we've gone on record saying we love Days of Future Past. Yeah, Future uh, Past but, was cool. Oh, and then we got to hear it again in Apocalypse. Extraordinary. Yeah, then we got to see it again in Apocalypse. Uh, Mystique story has been told. Yeah, I'm good on Raven. And so, but no, we're, we're Jennifer Lawrence. She's back in Michael Fassbender back in, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with James McAvoy coming back because you, you need professor Xavier, but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm done with this, man. I'm done. I I don't, I don't understand when, when it's all there right in front of you and and it's so easy to roadmap it out. It's so easy. And then when, when you start to see a, a detour happening, yeah. And you can't course correct. 
like the DCEU did when they started to kind of stray a little bit like, whoa, 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 we need to come back in. Yeah, we're making money on these movies, but we're kind of starting to, you know, our fans are feeling a little alienated. Like, where are we going here, guys? Yeah. Course corrected back over. Lighten it up a little bit. We all know that DC is a darker comic yeah. than than Marvel, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be just like, you know, dark all the it time. It doesn't have to be just brooding. <laughs> brooding all the time. Yeah. And now, you know, the X-Men, th- th- that's a perfect book that, that could easily go from, from month to month with brooding too lighthearted to brooding yeah right because that, yeah. that was just they were they were presented so naturally right and here we've got new mutants is going to be a horror movie i guess ryan is going to be a bunch of teenage mutants um, locked up in a in a nondescript hospital somewhere with shady government agents poking and prodding them and and someone's some evil mutant is going to be running around and there's going to be jump scares and screams and yeah, I don't be know. rated PG thirteen. I, I, I honestly, and, and I just literally not have nothing to do with anything we've seen before. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't get it right now. I don't know if they're going to explain it to me, and I don't know if I'm uh, really dialed in. Well, to if understand. it's if they listen to the reaction, because you know some of the early reactions to the trailer was like, "Oh, I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing." But then when you start getting into some of the more recent comments, people are like, "What the is this?" Back to the drawing board, guys. If Star Wars can do it with the Han Solo movie, you guys sure as heck can. Okay. Yeah. Seriously. Sir. Yeah. If if Disney Come can on. say back back to the drawing board, okay, Mr. Director, you're fired. You're out of here. All right. This is not working. This is not what we expect from this franchise. From these characters, we spend right. good money on these characters, <laughs> and we're not yeah. going to just flippantly just throw stuff out there and slap Star Wars on it uh, and expect everyone to line up because they will. But then if we do keep, if we deliver substandard, they're not going to come back. And that's what we saw with apocalypse. Dude days of future past was a huge box office hit. Apocalypse did well, but it wasn't anywhere near what days of future past did. Yeah. People aren't coming back and they, they're telling yeah, their friends. People were com- exactly. People were coming back to see days of future past. They were recommending it to their friends, but they weren't doing that with apocalypse. So we kind of yeah. gone long on that dude, but uh, yeah, man, I, 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 I've said it before and, and I've gone back on it, but I, I, I think I'm done with the X-Men universe on film, man. They're not giving it's me tough. a reason to stick around. It's a tough, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to be a fan <laughs> and they're making it hard. It's not that we're, it's not that we're like being just being, stubborn. I don't jerks. Think yeah. It's stubborn. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it ain't X two, I ain't seeing it. You know, uh, it, it's not that at all. It's they're making it. It feels like they're making it hard for me to be a fan. Yeah. Why are you making it hard for me to be a fan? Why do you make it so hard for me to like you? <laughs> I want to like you. I want, I want, I want to take you out on a date. Please don't make it hard for me. I want to like take you. you out for a date and a nice seafood dinner, and you won't let me. <laughs> All right, man. Is there anything that you want to add to my soapbox rant there of new means? We got to get into some print stuff, dude. Oh yeah, man. Um, uh, I mean, it's I kind of echo everything you're saying. It's just it's been tough to it, that trailer. I dog eared harder than I dog ear a lot of stuff, and I dog ear a lot of stuff pretty often and that one i just i have watched multiple times i've had given it multiple viewings and i if you can explain it to me no. um, you dm me on twitter please because i have no idea yeah like what to even i don't know how to i don't know because I mean, that looks like nothing it. that i ever read in any new mutants comic book dude 
ever. Yeah. And then people are like going in there like, oh, this person's this person. And it's like, you're just reading IMDb. Like, I get that. But like, I legitimately had zero clue as to one, that that was a Marvel, like a, like a X-Men movie. And then secondly, who is who? Yeah. All, like, I, all I, I saw did, were people screaming and running in terror. That's all I saw. Yeah. I, I saw no identification. I saw no identifying like conversations. I, I, th- I legitimately thought it was a horror movie until it said the new mutants. And I'm like, <laughs> for what? Like, I don't, right? you, you have given me zero reference. How do you expect a movie goer to watch this trailer and go, man, I am excited about mutants. Oh, this must be related to those other X-Men movies, right? Because they're oh, called this is mutants. the one with, uh, with, with fam K Janison, right? <laughs> Well, and that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, you know, we know that Cable is going to be in Deadpool 2, okay? Right. So, who knows? You, you've got a perfect way to, yeah, dude. It's just, it's it's right there in front of them and they just won't do it. <laughs> they just won't. It's right it's there. The fa- it's it's that fast money problem. The the, the road, it, 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 dude, the road is already paved and asphalted down and the, and the lines have already been painted on the, on the street. All you got to do is just yeah. drive down it. That's all you got to do. Drive. Just get in your car just and drive. just drive, okay? And there's there's a gobs of fandom and money at the end of that road. It's it's longer. Could you imagine? It's, it's so much more stuff. Can you imagine Ryan what what the what the fan reaction would have been if that trailer opened with X twenty three? Oh, oh my gosh! Right, I would have lost my mind. My eyes would have literally melted out of my face with with an X twenty three who is talking and like a a, a voiceover reflecting back to logan i think a female-led superhero movie for marvel mm-hmm. or for 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 x-men they they like you know they thought we were gone you Excellent. know a, a, a lone warrior god i'm excited about this movie it's not even real yeah a lone warrior protected us saved us i can i can hear i can just yeah hear right and then just like, just like, and just, you know, she pops those dual claws and you can just hear the, you can just honestly, all you, you can just leave it at that. You don't even have to introduce any other character. Effect. Yeah. Just ching. Right. And then that's, that's it. Play. Just a voiceover and that's it. And new mutants. Totally black screen. Nothing's happening. Yeah. Literally her voiceover sneaked at the end yep. and new mutants on the screen. Done. You know, and she can make an X with them if she wanted to like, just like, there you go. Yeah. Boom. Boom. There you go. We just Done. we just wrote your trailer for you, Fox. Welcome, welcome Fox. <laughs> but no, 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 no. Let's have them in an insane asylum. Let's reboot it with <laughs> just what the X Men universe needs is another reboot. Let's have them in a hospital. Have, just, Let's like, have some white coated goons sticking them with needles and testing them because we haven't seen that before. Goodness no, gracious! All right, dude, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. All right. I, you know, when we're done with this show, I'm going to go take every copy of X-Men movie I have and throw it away. That'll teach them. <laughs> They'll do it. Even though they already got my money. <laughs> All right, man, let's talk right. about some print, dude. We, we've abused these listeners with rants and they love us and we love them. Dude, we've got to talk because I, I left you hanging on the last one. 
Dude. With Dark Knights literally left you hanging because you're like I had to do some I had to do some major catch up today. You know I had to do some I did yeah, up. I had to do some major catching up as well too today. Dude, I I am fully caught you up. You had so much more catch up than I had to do. So I, did. I can't so imagine today, what, your, what your brain is doing to you right now. <laughs> so today I read Murder Machine, Dawnbreaker, The Drowned, The Merciless, Metal Number no. Three, and The Devastator were all read today. Jiminy Okay. Yes. Okay, you know, all, okay, and cool. by I'll the way, you- I have to blurg all on digital because my life has been so busy these last few weeks. I, I yeah, could buddy. not get to a comic book store to save my life. Reasonable you know, I prefer print. But today I had to get caught up. I did not have any time. Even though it was a day off, I still had some stuff on my plate. I, there was no way I was going to be able to get to a comic book store and back. Yeah. So I had to pick up the iPad and go, bye, 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 bye. Yeah. Rack up about 23 bucks onto the old iTunes account there on the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> and then commence reading. So it was a lot of lot of dark nights were read today. Uh, I'll give you my reading list today. Uh, so I had to, I had to recap Oz effect part two. I haven't even so gotten I skipped, there yet. Haven't even gotten so to I that skimmed one. through that one. Okay. I read Oz effect part three still, from still. action comic. No, actually I read, I read, I've read part two. I have not read part three yet. Right. Yeah. So that you read Kal-El's or, uh, Jor-El's history. Correct. Yes. Like up to kind of where, so that was, it was kind of a neat look. And so today, yeah, I read, uh, Oz effect part three. I read Metal Number Three. I read The Drowned, The Merciless, The Devastator, um, and then I started to I started to read uh, Part Four of The Oz Effect, and I was like, my brain, I will not remember anything <laughs> if I read this. Like, man, it's it was not, a lot of comic book. It's just gonna today, be man. looking at pretty pictures, and there's gonna be letters written there, and I'm gonna go, uh huh, and I'm just uh-huh. gonna tap through the thing. Uh huh, that looks good. I did and so yeah so let's go there I do want to talk about a comic volume that I did buy recently that I'm super excited to start okay but we'll wait I'll wait on that I was just I but we'll talk about our updates to metal because you had to read uh yeah, dude you, I, well, I, you I had was to read criminally the behind murder machine yeah. dawnbreaker uh, dude I I literally the only the only uh dark nights that I had read was the forge the casting dark uh dark metal number one and dark metal number two Oh, you didn't even read Red Death yet? No, no, dude. So this is what I've read this week. Red Death, Murder Machine, yeah. Dawnbreaker, yeah. The Drowned, yeah. The Merciless, Devastator, and Metal Number 3. I did all of that today. <laughs> Chimney, you're still awake? I'm good, man. <laughs> I'm good. You, oh, you just had a cup of... Uh, drank my chock full of nuts. Drank, a, drank some chock full of nuts. Yes. So there you go. Yes. Holy smokes, man. Dude, this story is cool. you you know you have to let it unfold you've got oh, to you know because so tasty dude yeah what i what i learned really quick is, especially when i started uh red red death is i was sort of like this what when i started i'm like what in the jiminy jillikers is happening <laughs> you're like Ugh. You know, and then you read Murder Machine, and you're like, "What in the jumping Jiminy is happening?" You have to let it. You have to really let it unfold. When you start, the way the dark multiverse works with the regular, the standard, quote unquote, standard DC multiverse, how Batman is killing. Well, he thinks he's doing the right thing. 
killing the heroes of these alternate Earths from like Earth 11 and Earth 51. And you just have to let it unfold and unpack itself. And it will walk you through it. It will. And in reasonable, if you haven't read these books, okay, uh, we don't want to spoil too much. They've been out a while. We're just a little late getting to them. You guys may be listening to this going out. Durr been reading these on day one i applaud yeah. you reasonableness i wish i could have been there for you on day one i was not able to do so if you're, you're coming with us now john and that's yes that's what matters, I, uh, thank you very much that you have to let this story unpack itself and unfold itself and you it, it, it's real easy when you look at big sprawling storylines like this to go man i feel like i've lost and i've missed something somewhere if you're staying within the like quote unquote standalone Batman, like Red Death, Batman, Red Death, Batman, Murder Machine, Batman, Dawnbreaker, those are just like one issues. And the main storyline, you're going to do just fine. Though, Ryan, I will say, I am very interested in reading, uh, especially the Flash and Justice League tie in. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, we know that the Teen Titans have fallen to the Dark Knights, uh, Nightwing essentially led them to their demise. And I'm, I'm reminded through this storyline, it's one that is not super original, okay? Otherworldly force invades Earth. Heroes on the brink. Yeah. <laughs> what will happen next? <laughs> News at 11. <laughs> right? This, this storyline reminds me a lot of and I said this earlier, a few minutes ago, or a few hours ago, it seems like, of X-Men Inferno, great storyline from the late 80s, early 90s, Yeah, where you've got these cities that are being taken over by, is, speaking of Inferno, being taken over by these demonic forces, the X-Men are on their last legs, the Avengers have been defeated, uh, heroes have succumbed to the Inferno invasion, you end up with these twisted versions of some of the heroes twisted yeah. versions of some of the villains. It's where the goblin became hobgoblin, things like that. Right, right. And then you look at, at Dark Knights, you've got these twisted versions of Batman, not the Batman oh. of Earth Zero, not the Batman that we know, but the Batman of these different realities, different verses from the... And the Batman of Earth Zero is trying to find the solution to this. Yes, and, and he's, like, he's not doing a very good job. Yeah, he, he messed up. He messed up bad. Yeah. Yeah, zigged when he should have zagged. Very uncharacteristic Batman, too. He didn't think about it, right? We, we know that Batman is tactical. And the reason why yeah. Batman is so tough to beat is that if he knows... Batman doesn't handle surprises well. But if he's given time, he will find a way to either beat you or make things very, very uncomfortable for you. Yeah, for sure. And this is very uncharacteristic of Batman is that he knew this was coming, but then just knee jerked, knee jerked, knee jerked his way through it. And well, he thought he could, he thought he could handle it on his own. Right. That, and, was, the, that and, was the main problem. I mean, that's, and that's characteristic of Batman. Yes. Batman's he, not beyond telling a little fib or two to get his way. Yeah, I can, you know, I got it. It's cool. Don't worry. I'll take care of it. And then he's all of a sudden in over his head and then he just coerces Lantern into just like, okay, just do this thing, and then I've got it from here. Okay, Flash, just just do this thing, and then I've got it from steals here. Steals Diana's sword, right? Yeah. Or just, not not steal it, but, that, but he trades can, it away. He trades it away. Yeah, trades it. Yeah, so he's like, he's very just like, okay, I just kind of do this like next step. And that's what I liked about it. It's just like, if I do just this one more thing, 
to to make it right, then then it'll be fine. If I just do this one, I just got to go this one more thing, and then it's over, um, and then I can fix this. And I think that's very characteristic of Batman. Yeah, you're right. Like we haven't seen Batman. Um, uh, the thought process. He got he got surprised. Something went wrong in his plan, and that's he had all this stuff planned out, and then something went askew like something just turned a little bit and it was because he was hiding the joker inside of his own inside of uh, the fortress so or the bat cave so he had a lot of the he had the plan going he had everything rocking and rolling and then something went just askew and i tell you when you throw sugar in the gas tank (laughs) for batman (laughs) Uh, he's got a detailed plan and for most things he plans for the contingency plans. He's, he's got all down, but when it goes just right, just wrong in the right way, we're seeing what we have now, which is an incredible dark multiverse of Batman raining down terror and destruction on every living thing and making their way to earth zero. Well, and it's these, these twisted versions of Batman um, are all based upon the different members, uh, core members of the justice league. So red death is the flash murder machine, cyborg, the dawn breaker, green lantern, the drowned, uh, Aquaman though. He gets hit. That's actually a female version of Batman called Bryce Wayne, which is very, very cool. I love that storyline. Uh, the merciless is wonder woman. And then the devastator is Superman. Uh, and that one was a very interesting story too of, well, of that, of that doomsday. Yeah. It was the doomsday virus uh, to defeat Superman. And it, you know, what's yep. really, what's really cool. And in these, again, these are not earth zero Batman. This is not the Batman. We know these are Batman, Superman, wonder woman, Aquaman from the different facets of the DC multiverse. And this is what I would recommend reasonable If you, if you haven't jumped into this, because if you look at it from the outside and you're kind of like, wow, if there's yeah. ever a comic book company that loves to play with their multiverse, it is DC. Marvel references their multiverse, but DC really, really likes to play in their multiverse. Yeah. It makes for awesome stories. It also makes for awesome confusion sometimes because you're like, where are we at again? If you go to DC.com, they have a perfect roadmap of the DC multiverse for you. If you don't want to go digging around on their website, it's an easy Google search. Just type in DC multiverse roadmap um, and I'll get you to it. It's really cool. And it will explain just in a short summary what these multiverses are and how they exist and how they're different from earth zero, which is the core earth. So that's where yeah. the majority of DC storylines take place. Did you find it? Did you find that website? It's, it's a be- DC comics.com. DC comics. Thank you. Uh, and it's going to show like this round circle and you can click on the different earths. It's really cool. I would say that if you, if you get a little confused, as you're reading this storyline, jump in there and, um, it, it definitely helped me out a couple of times as I was reading this going, Oh, okay. There I can see what they're doing. Oh, I can see what they're doing there as well, too. Do you see what I'm talking about? Uh, I haven't found it yet. Okay, here. Let me do this. You you talk for a little bit. I'm going to bring this up and I'll send it to you. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> um, 
with the, and I think it's most important just to note, uh, mainly because we don't have dead air, uh, but it's more <laughs> right. important just to note that as you're going through this series, and if you've been following along with the series, uh, in fact, we had Cat Bear Films, uh, Kelly, uh, reach out as we were kind of getting on started with our show, and he's just like, dude, I am digging the, the Dark Knights stuff. Um, if you're if you're like man i just don't want to get confused or get lost and that's frustrating as a, especially as a comic book reader you start to read something and you get a little lost in the in the mix um it is sincerely important to note that the dark knights and the metal the metal storyline with the dark knights literally holds your hand and walks you through this these universes and I was admitting, even I was admitting at first, like when I read uh, The Forge and when I read The Casting and when I read Metal Number One, I got lost. I, I was like, man, I don't know if I can keep up. Like this, it feels like I should know something and I don't know that thing. That is so on purpose. It's it's so on purpose that they're making sure that you are confused a little bit and they're going to walk in by the time. I think when I read Red Death, that's when it locked in for me. That's when I was just like, oh, this is making so much more sense. Um, then I read Dawnbreaker, and then it locked in even more. Um, after that, you know, like we were talking about before, after Dawnbreaker, you have Metal Number Metal, I think Metal Two is in there, and then uh, Metal Three is after that. Then we get uh, the Drowned and the Merciless and the Devastator, and it's honestly just confirming again and again what this universe is doing. Um, don't be afraid to let this be confusing at first. If you're just picking up the, 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 the forge and the casting and metal number one, don't let that fool you. You're going to get taken care of for sure. I just sent that over to you right now. The, uh, the map and we, and we can put that on our Twitter feed as well too. If you guys want to see it, uh, what it is basically, uh, it's just a map that's on the website and you can click on various earths. So like if you click on uh, earth zero, it gives you a quick synopsis. It says the most familiar world to fans of DC comics, home to Superman, Batman and wonder woman, but also to Lex Luthor, the Joker and cheetah. And then say like, if you were to click on uh, say earth 10, uh, that also went by the name earth X, uh, history was altered when Cal L of Krypton landed in Nazi occupied Czechoslovakia and helped the Germans win world war two. Right? So it just kind of gives you like a, like an idea of what all these different earths do. Now it doesn't dive into the dark multiverse or anything like that, but it's a good little indicator as you read some of the stuff in dark nights when it references like earth 11 or earth 51 or earth negative one, which would be in the multiverse, things like that to where you're like, Oh, okay. It just kind of gives you an idea. That's, and they even reference the rock of eternity in dark Knights metal. Number three, this map will show you where the rock of eternity is at, uh, and what Superman does to try to get there. Um, no, what Superman doesn't try to get to the rock of eternity. Wonder woman's group team is trying to get to the rock of eternity. So, right. um, it just, it, it's just a cool little thing to kind of help you like roadmap it out and see potentially where these guys are. Did you see it there? Yeah. I'm putting it on the uh, Twitter page. Right oh, okay. Now. Perfect. Perfect. So yeah, you know, there was something that I saw <clears throat> in red that, that was super important to me. Ryan is where, you know, these Superman, or excuse me, these Batman, they they all start out as, save for probably the Dawnbreaker, start out as somewhat noble and 
the Batman that we're, we're the most familiar with. Yeah. And then discover that there's an easier way or a faster way. And as we learn more about this dark multiverse, we discover that it exists based upon our fears and concerns. And when we have a fear, something new is born in the multiverse. And in Dark, in Dark Knight's Metal 3, one of the, one of the Batman, the, the Dark Knights, the evil Batman, makes the statement, or it could have been uh, the Devastator. I'm sorry if I'm getting him crossed because yeah. I read a lot today. It was either the Devastator or Dark Knight's Metal 3. That, in fact, I think it was Devastator. Where the Devastator Batman says, as he's fighting Superman, that we were born of Batman's fears and concerns or was it his desires? I can never tell the difference. And I thought that was super interesting is that are these Batman that we've seen, are they possibly Batman's desires? Because, you know, he knows that he can't go toe to toe with Superman. He can't go toe to toe with Cyborg or Green Lantern, or Aquaman, or Wonder Woman. When you look at the pet or the Flash, when you look at the pecking order of power, Batman comes in last. <laughs> he doesn't have any power. Right? When you look at the He's pe- rich. <laughs> that's his power. When you look at the pecking order of power, he comes in dead last every time. Though... He is the most dangerous member of the Justice League because of his willpower and his determination to, I know that physically, I will come in last. Powerfully, I will come in last, but I will find a way to beat you. You will never beat me. I will find a way. And so I love that line that where this devastator Batman says, I don't know, was it his fears about you guys or was it his desires? is what created us. I can never tell the difference. And I love that line because as I was reading these, even before I got to that, Ryan, I was thinking, I was like, man, is this really what me? Is this maybe what Batman wants? Hmm. Is this what he wants? Because he knows that unless I really prepare, I'll never be on the same level as these guys ever, 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 ever. I'm not the king of Atlantis. I'm not the goddess of Olympus. <laughs> I'm not the, the last son of Krypton. Yeah. I'm none of this. Yeah. I'm just a guy with a lot of money and a lot of willpower. <laughs> a lot. And, could, I mean, it could and, and be. And a can-do attitude. Insecurities right? of, yeah. It's compelling storyline writing, man. It's compelling yeah. writing. And it's allowing us to dig into Batman's psyche through these, these evil Batman who, other right. than really the Dawnbreaker, the Dawnbreaker really started out as a jerk face right from the get-go. But the other ones... Yeah, the, he totally... He was turned immediately. immediately when, when, the, when the ring of power was given to him. He's like, oh, I can just, you know, I'll overload it with willpower and just kill everybody. Cool. I'll melt it. I'll melt it. So, yeah, but the, these other Batman started out so noble and so pure, just like the, the Earth Zero Batman that we know, but then gave in to their most basic base instincts yeah and we still haven't found out about our final batman the one who laughs right 
gives me the just honestly I get chills the a little Joker. bit. That's when a, I clearly think about a Joker that. combination oh, there, man. Oh, of course yeah. it's Joker, but it's just beautiful. Like if you thought like the Doomsday like would be bad enough, right? Like yeah, because that, that's a that's a intelligent yeah that's an intelligent Doomsday. That's one that's like has all the ability of Doomsday with the intellect of Bruce Wayne. You know. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's not just this mindless, you know, killing machine that we've seen with yeah, mindless rage beast that just like, oh, OK, it just stops when things are dead. Like, no, it it's it's walking through a very logical train of thought to take care of what it thinks it needs to take care of. I think it's I don't know, man, I'm just <clears throat> man, I am so on board with this series. Dude, it's got me so happy. It's been so good, so clean uh-huh. and so concise, man, with its storytelling. You know, and again, I, I, I like what you said, man. It hand holds your way through it. They took the valiant approach to this book and to this storyline. And as much as I enjoyed Secret Empire and, and how that leads up to the new Marvel legacy, man, there were yeah. at times if you if you stretched out of the main Secret Empire storyline, you're like, oh, OK, what? Where am I going? How is this? <laughs> yeah. What? This is in, in Marvel's taking a page of this with their new Marvel legacy. And Ryan, I think we can say that DC and Marvel both took a cue from Valiant with like, hey, here's our path. This is how we get here. It's very good. I hope so. It's very good. I hope so. I hope so. Marvel, like I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting the next legacy uh, to, or, uh, to read that and, and, I hope to, I hope to see the it feels like now is a beautiful time that comics are coming it's in a time where television uh is ruining comic books <laughs> we're seeing comic resurgence. books are saving comic books the comic books are actually saving saving their yeah, own man. Kind, which is it, it is it is and uh you know over on on the Marvel side you've got you know the relaunch well I wouldn't say relaunch but the start of uh Marvel Legacy and I recommended to you uh, Invincible yeah. Iron Man, uh, number 593. <laughs> Talk about it. I little. haven't read that one yet. Yeah. No. Really good. It's the start of essentially the bringing back of Tony Stark as Iron Man. And then I also wanted to just kind of give a quick shout out to uh, the new Captain America as well, too, uh, that just was released today, as a matter of fact. Or uh, yesterday, excuse one. me. No, it's well, no, they're staying in their numbering system. Uh, but it's Captain America number 695 is the start of the Marvel Legacy storyline for that one, oh, where cool. Steve Rogers is essentially going on a save my or restore my name crusade after Secret nice. Empire. And what is very, very cool about this, Ryan, is we got to give the devil his due. These books are only $3.99. Oh, rock and roll. Thank you, Marvel. Thank you. Seriously, thank you. They, they've dropped their price of their books down a dollar from $4.99 to $3.99. That helps so much. It says man. a lot. It really does say a lot when, they're will, when yeah. they do that. It really does. That um, you can still produce great books at a good price and people will come and, and they will read. So uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to those uh, cool new stories. Uh, read them both. Thought they were really great from Marvel. Uh, like what they're doing with Marvel Legacy and in 
bringing back some of those original characters and restoring them back to their nice. original position, which I think was the right move to make for Marvel. I do too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I enjoyed, and, and you know me, I actually read, uh, I read the new Thor with Jane Foster. Yeah. Uh, as the Thor and there's zero things wrong with it. Like it just was a great story and they started wrapping it up in legacy. They they're, they're killing her off. Essentially is kind of what they're doing. And it's just kind of ending that character run, uh, and letting, uh, Odin's son come back mm. as Thor. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but Jane Foster has been doing fantastic with it. And I had, you know, like I said, I had zero problems reading that comic and still still thinking that Thor was throwing hammers around. And I tell you, Thor in the comic book versus Thor on the movie screen. Those are two different characters <laughs> Two it very comes, different representations, man. It's, it's such it's, uh, you, I mean, it's honestly, it's probably, you could even put the same dialogue in and it would just come across so much better when it's read versus when it's actually spoken it's a thor is a tough character to sell uh, marvel's been doing a good job limping it along but um uh, because of how tough that character is uh but i tell you once you put it in a comic book and you put that really cool font they put a really neat font, really uh, really cool font on that on that when whenever that character talks you can just kind of hear it and it's really it's you hear it in your own way and you hear it the way you want to hear it and it's done really done really right absolutely absolutely uh anything else that you want to add to print i know we we're we're going real long we're at a two hour and 15 minute mark yeah anything that you want to add in print i do uh there's one thing that was recommended to me that i have never read before um and it came when did this come out here uh when did this make its debut It's a. It's actually distributed by Nickelodeon, and if I can find the date on here, possible twenty twelve looks like. I thought it was older than that, but it's Eastman and Laird's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, yeah, the original Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So, yeah, really original. Like, is uh, it really is it black and white? black and white yeah do you, is, he, is it a hard copy no 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 i well I, it can be but i picked it up quickly oh okay because um, it looked like you were like flipping books i wanted to see the the cover no, no, it's just the uh just on the screen there. oh i got you so from nickelodeon yeah. comics nickelodeon distribution i believe huh. i think they just, okay it's got nickelodeon uh name on it for sure okay um i don't know anyway uh but uh it was recommended by uh kelly from cat bear films um in their group we were chatting back and forth one night and he was just like dude have you read eastman and laird's teenage mutant ninja turtles i was like never have i ever read eastman and laird's teenage mutant ninja turtles um i tell you just flicking through the first couple panels uh of this one it is not your typical teenage mutant ninja turtle no it's very violent isn't it uh high-fiving and not using weapon you know like yeah, teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 let's talk about that teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 the movie never used their weapons on their backs. Nope. Not once did Leonardo pull his swords out of his sheaths. Donatello never used his staff. Michelangelo never used his nunchucks. And of course, Raphael never used his size. Studio told him never happened. 
Yep. Studio told him not to. There's a lot of angry parents out there that said, well, if you're going to promote this kind of movie for our children, they should not be in. They should not have this. These thoughts of violence in their head. Instead of using um, nunchucks, yeah, that, they should use like sausage links. Sausage links. Yeah. Just watch the opening scene and you'll in right before ninja rap, I guess. Um <laughs> Good gravy. Go ninja, if they go wanted, ninja, if they wanted go. to save the children, they should have pulled Vanilla Ice from that movie. That's what to save the children. Go ninja, go ninja, go! <laughs> it was amazing how we thought of that song, like off the cuff, right? Like, yeah, right, right on the fly, right when they came in and they were fighting. It's perfect. He already had a he had a dance move ready to go. Yeah. Like he was like, man, I've been holding on to this dance move, and I just I don't have the right moment for it. And oh my, yeah, there's the timing. Turtles. Timing is oh, everything, oh. and Vanilla Ice had it, dude. It's right when you release a single, man. It's the most mm-hmm. important time. Uh, but yeah, man, I just flipped through the first few channels. Um, they are letting loose on some thugs and a couple of those thugs are never getting back up again. So yeah, dude, those, uh, those Eastman the- and Laird books were violent, dude. So yeah, I am actually super thrilled and the black and white isn't done the way uh, a lot of black and white is actually done. Uh, it's it's They're shading in the background. They're making, uh, some of the really pops and stands out. I read that Savage Dragon black and white, and I felt like I was just looking at lines on paper there for a few minutes. Like there was so many things that were just not color that needed to be colored in. And looking at this, it's so different. Like it really, the shading is really well done. There's 500 shades of gray. It's just, it's beautiful. It's really looking good. Did, and so I'm, I'm really excited to dive in. Did you get that through Comicsology or was it through? Yeah, this one was through Comicsology. Okay. Interesting. I wonder who. I wonder if it's only available through Comicsology. I don't think that. I don't think that's printed under Dark Horse. You may be able to find it under Image. I know Image has some rights too. IDW is one of the brands on the on the front of it. Huh. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to find it like any more. ID. Yeah, it's IDW Publishing. Hmm. Uh, is one of the publishing credits on here. Uh, but I'm not seeing much anything else. It's okay, really just that and then yeah. Nickelodeon logo. Im- but yeah, yeah image I, image borrowed the the Ninja Turtles. Uh, well, not nice. borrowed. I mean, there was obviously a, a business <laughs> agreement was made. Yeah, because uh, they, they were in uh, Savage Dragon. They were in a couple of epi- uh, episodes, a couple of issues with Savage Dragon. Yeah, the Eastman and Laird Ninja Turtles, not the you know Cowabunga dude. Not those. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ninja Turtles. it's not the Cowabunga They're, Ninja yeah, Turtles. Yeah, a lot of people so. don't realize you know outside of the comic book world that there are two very distinct versions of the Ninja Turtles there. And I, the, the one that is the most common in pop culture is the Cowabunga Ninja yeah, Turtles. Sure. That was right? the TV mm-hmm. show, the, the that cartoon, was all the, toys. The, the live action movies, yeah. the, the toys, the video games, Turtles in Time, one of the coolest uh, arcade games oh, that's ever. A, cool right? game, though. a lot of quarters went into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time arcade game a lot of fun yeah then you had the very adult oriented eastman and laird's teenage mutant ninja turtles with black and white drawing and foul language and bloody gory deaths very very two different worlds in fact if i remember right i think we'd have to research this which i'm not going to do right now but i think that uh whoever was the toy maker for Hasbro, the Ninja Turtles Hasbro, I think for a while they produced a comic book store only like Eastman and Laird versions of those toys. Oh, really? They were only oh, available wow. in like comic shops. And I, I could be wrong on that one, but I, I, I remember seeing at some point Eastman and Laird Ninja Turtle uh, toys. 
that obviously, you know, you weren't going to be picking up a Toys R Us or anything like that. Y- yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, or it, <laughs> yeah, could, it could have been McFarlane. Maybe McFarlane Toys did it. I don't know. But there, there was a run of the original, uh, you know, Ninja Turtle uh, toys. But yeah, man, that, that's a cool find. Dude. That, that's, a, that's a comic that I never really uh, dove into much at all. What was the Ninja Turtles? I think probably yeah. the only real other than, you know, seeing their books in the comic book shop and knowing about them and things like that was Savage Dragon when I was, you know, yeah, yeah, really yeah. heavy into that in the early nineties and they had that really cool crossover with, with him and was a lot of fun and being able to bring those two worlds together, uh, pretty pretty seamlessly without it being you know yeah, having to go through like cool yeah without having to go through like a bunch of gyrations of like you know universes crossing paths they just kind of <laughs> just show up you know and they're like okay savage dragon and the ninja turtles are going to go out there and kick some butt so there you go <laughs> <laughs> we had we had low expectations then <laughs> yeah right well i mean dude when you've got like you know images you know uh, the Maverick company at the time and just kind of made sure, sense that the yeah. Ninja Turtles would show up <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course they all exist together. Duh. Why not? <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to read that, read through that. That was rec- that was a recommend that uh, totally, totally looks great. I've still got to read um, my volume three Batman uh, rebirth which was the Bane series, mm-hmm. the Bane storyline. I'm still super excited about reading that. And there's just so much catch. And it feels like there's always catch up to do. And there's always these new ones, that, especially with the metal series coming out and this Oz effect. And then in November, November uh, 22nd, 22nd, Doomsday we're going to get our clock Doomsday yes. clock. Yeah. We're going to get the Doomsday clock. Number one with the return of um, Rorschach. He is yeah. essentially DC hasn't come right out and said it, but he is going to be there. Interesting to see how they're going to play that out because in Watchmen, there really wasn't much left of him after Dr. Manhattan uh, took care of Split business. Apart. Yeah, literally blew him <laughs> apart. Do it. Yeah, literally blew Just him apart. Just do it. Yeah. So yeah. very cool, man. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, kind of sticking with the independent side. I want to give a shout out to uh, Dark Horse Comics right now. If you have the Dark Horse Comics app, they are having a sale right now uh, on a very cool title that doesn't really get a whole lot of uh, play. Yeah. And it should. It's a very interesting book. It's called Black Hammer. Uh, Each book is only 99 cents right now. Uh, So even if you just want to take a shot on something, it's a dollar. One dollar. You can get Black Hammer number one. For a dollar. I'd buy that That's for a dollar. <laughs> very cool storyline. You know, Dark Horse has a very different approach than Marvel and DC. Very similar to Image. There is no Dark Horse universe. Just like there is no Image universe. It's just a publishing house. And under that publishing house, you're going to have a number of different books that cover a bunch of different genres, right? Image yeah. has got everything from horror to superhero to sci-fi to Western to crime dramas to whatever. Uh, Dark Horse is very similar. It's not a shared universe. They've got movie properties, video game properties. There's uh, Zelda comics. There's Aliens, Prometheus, Predator. But then they have this series called Black Hammer, which the the art style is a little bit of a throwback to uh, like golden or Silver Age, Gold Age comics, like yeah. Jack Kirby style. And it's a very interesting storyline about some superheroes who were pulled out of their reality into a different reality where they have to hide 
because the world in which they live in, there are no superheroes. There's nobody with certain unique powers and abilities. And some of these guys don't look like humans. They look like anything, but so they have to sort of do their best to blend into this rural countryside farm. And they're going on a search for the, their former leader who went by the name Black Hammer, who they think potentially is dead. It is a very interesting book. 99 cents an issue. I would just want to give them a shout out. Reasonableist, if you're looking for something that's a little bit different, a little bit out there, but you kind of want to stay with the superhero stuff, give Black Hammer a shot. Download the Dark Horse Comics app from Google Play Store you know, uh, iTunes app store, whatever, create an account, 99 cents. If anything, just buy a couple issues. What's going to cost you two bucks and some, and some tax. If you don't like it, Hey man, you're only out two bucks, but I just want to give them a recommend. It's one of those books that I like to kind of go to after I've gone through some of the other, you know, recommended reading or required reading of my, you know, monthly and weekly titles. It's like, Oh, you know, I'm going to go back and and get some black hammer and they've got a really good sale going on right now. So 99 cents a book, pick it up. Cool. 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 Man. A lot of, a lot of stuff tonight, man. Absolutely. We do. We went long, but people waited long for us, man. I think this is one of the longest breaks we've had in between shows. Almost a shade over two weeks. I think. You're right, man. Yeah. It's been a it's been a ghost rose couple weeks. Yeah, man. The reasonableness of they, they haven't heard much from us on Twitter or the podcast, <laughs> but man, we gave them the goods tonight. It's going to be darn near two and a half hours. There'll be a little <laughs> bit of cleaning up because earlier I I did a cursy curse that Ryan's going to have to go clean. <laughs> you up. said a naughty word. I said a naughty <laughs> word on our PG show. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, we need to we need to sign this off, but I want to give uh, a quick shout out to Rex Diamond. He's our co-owner of Shut Up Dog. He is on the men's. This man has been super sick. If yeah, you've man. been listening to Saucy Riffs and Tasty Legs and wondering why that one's been a little bit quiet. Very simple reason, guys. Rex has been very, very sick. We thought at first that he had bronchitis, and then we thought he had pneumonia, and then we thought he had valley fever, and then we thought he had walking pneumonia. And what it ended up being, guys, and this is crazy, is it was acid reflux is what was giving him the business because it was taking away his speech. It was taking away his ability to talk. Uh, His body was producing so much stomach acid and pushing it up into his throat and then back down into his gut that it was just making him sick. And yeah, he's been able to get that under control. He's feeling better. So if you listen to our sister show, Saucy Riffs and Tasty Licks, We had to do a little bit of a soft reset on our show. If you want to know the reason why, go back and listen. There's only been two episodes of that show over the course of the last two and a half months. It's just been very difficult for me to try to do a solo show uh, on my own. And obviously, Rex has had a hard time even getting two or three words out before he would go into, no lie, guys, a legitimate coughing fit. I mean, like nonstop, just couldn't cough. So good news is... We are still here. We haven't gone away. This Sunday night, new show, Rex and I in studio recording two days from now with a new show that we'll post the following day. So we're super excited about that. Thank you guys for being very patient with Saucy Riffs and Tasty Licks. That show hasn't gone anywhere. Just like Reasonable Fanboys hasn't gone anywhere. Sometimes, you know, 
we just we can't get as consistent as we want to be a little bit out of our control with that so we're still around i know we've had a few people who've emailed us and sent us tweets like are you guys still there hello we're like (laughs) we're still here don't worry (laughs) this is the reason why so um and you know and that kind of happens right i mean it's just kind of part of the deal right now and uh we want to do the show as often as we can and we want to make it regular and uh we you know we still succumb to the the powers that be that actually pay us to go to work. So we have to, sometimes those things uh, affect uh, what we can do on a, on a regular basis. So um, definitely still, I mean, I couldn't appreciate our listener base more, honestly, uh, you know, uh, reach out to us, you know where to find us. We're on Twitter, RFB PC uh, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash reasonable fanboys. You can always email us right at reasonable fanboys at gmail.com. Um, and we're always super happy to hear from you guys. Um, we will be posting this here in a couple of days and true to my word, uh, I will be doing a, uh, little bit of a Twitter live, uh, thing on that time. So if you want to hang out, I guess you won't be hearing this, actually. That's kind of funny enough. Uh, you won't be hearing this until I'm doing it. Well, but yeah. I'll post It'll, it on our Twitter. What's up? Yeah, I was just going to... Nothing. I just completely ran over you. I was going to say, but it'll be on the Twitter page when you start doing yeah. it. So Yeah, I'll start... I'll... Uh, when uh when i get the time exactly locked in and that should just be honestly within the next day or two from today um but i'm going to uh do a little bit of just a hangout session and if you guys are wanting to hang out while i mix the show and ask questions and i'll be ranting uh just kind of sitting here mixing the show all by my lonesome yeah so, you get ryan uh, on that one you don't get john you just get ryan there there, yeah, may, there may be a time where i could pop in but um, oh yeah, yeah. You'll just get Ryan. You get to see what it'll Ryan just be looks me like. hanging out, uh, probably yelling about Astros or yelling about SNES or something. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> As always, please, folks, give us a review on whatever podcast catcher that you're using to receive these beautiful tones that enter your ears. Whether it, yeah, be, it always helps us out, absolutely. So please give us a review and pass along the fun. If you know someone who may be interested in some comic books and pop culture and talking about baseball and coffee and <laughs> for sure celery and whatever nonsense we talk about pass this along all right ryan my my tanks are empty brother they're empty Man, i gotta sign I off hear you. i gotta sign off i am john lemmings i am ryan o'farrell and you have been listening to reasonable fanboys have a good night <laughs>